0: Previously on the spoken. If you're looking at this from a matchup perspective, when you talk about the mentality side of things and the skill side of things, the the Titans are the better team. Mm-hmm. They have the better wide receivers, they have the better quarterback, they have the better running back, they have the better offensive line, and the defenses are comparable. I'm not saying that probably the, the Patriots have the better defense.
1: They have definitely better defense. But the
0: Titans have faced better teams this season. So that's my point, is that you they've been more battle-tested this season, and I don't think it matters that it's going to be in New England. Yeah. I think this is the last game we will see Tom Brady in a New England Patriots jersey. I think that we, we can debate of whether he's going to retire or not. That's for another time. That's for another show. But I do believe Mike Vrabel is going to lead. Derrick Henry is going to muscle through that defense. They have struggled against the running game all season long. I think Ryan Tannehill... Everybody talks about his record against the Patriots. He's 0-6, and he doesn't put up good numbers. That was on a shit Dolphins team. This guy is on one of the better, more complete rosters in the NFL right now. I think they go in there. I think Mike Vribble's going to have his team amped up ready to go, and it is such poetry. I know Chiefs fans want to see you know Patrick Mahomes end the, the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady dynasty, the Chiefs aren't going to get that opportunity. They already took care of their business in New England. The 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 predecessor, the successor of Bill Belichick, that is Mike Vrabel, the mastermind of the mastermind, is going to end his own coach's dynasty. I think that's how it's going to go.
2: At my signal, unleash hell. All sports, all the time.
1: Ah! There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get
3: remembered. Legends never die.
0: This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell.
3: Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball.
0: Touchdown! Kansas
2: City! Patrick with freaking Mahomes, baby!
3: Uh, let's talk some sports because
2: that's what we're here to do. You are tuned into The Spoken. The Spoken.
0: Whoa. This is the Spoken Podcast. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell and Eddie Ortiz. Episode 46 is in full swing, guys. We are very excited to be back here. Uh, I feel like there's been so much that has happened this week alone in Kansas City that I feel like we're not going to get to everything, but we're going to try our very best. The weather is going to get worse in the next couple of days, over the next couple of days, so sit tight, sit back, sit back. And enjoy the sweet sounds and melodies of our voices as we give you the latest and mm-hmm. best—hopefully the best—in Chiefs-related content and in general sports content. We, got, like I said, we got a ton to get to. So let's not waste any more time. Let's. I just want to say thank you to everybody that has listened to us to this point. Everybody has given us the opportunity to take a little bit of your time every day or whatever day you listen to this show. We are grateful for that time, for that opportunity, and we hope to uh, continue to disappoint you. So in that, yes. we're going to get right to something though. In all seriousness, that has been somewhat bothering me as a as a as an individual, as a fan, but mostly more importantly as a human, because of the fact that I feel like. There are things in our society, and I don't want to get too far into this. I just want to get right to the point. I feel like there are still some things in our society that although I think we are progressing, I think that we still have a very big issue uh, when it comes to race, and in particularly when it comes to the NFL and race. As it currently stands right now in the NFL, there are over 70% of the players in the NFL are black. Yet only four coaches in the NFL are black. Let's not even get started in front office because that just gets even messier. This week we saw that Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy once again, for the second straight year, got passed up on jobs. So. Yes, yes, he 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 absolutely had interviews just like he did last year. And it was nothing more than to fulfill this failing, failing law, failing rule called the Rooney rule. Which I get. And its intentions and its origin, what they were trying to do, and at that time when they created it, probably made sense. But today, it is not working. And I'm going to say something right now, and I'm going to start the show off as hot as ever. If Eric bien was white, Eric bien would be a head coach in the NFL today. He would already have a job, not this season, last season. Give me one reason. One. Why or how, Joey fucking Judge... Is more deserving of the Giants' job over Eric Bieniemy. Same with Zach Taylor or Matt Rule. I mean, what what have these men done at the NFL level that Eric Bieniemy hasn't done? As I recall, Matt Rule was currently a head coach at the college ranks; wasn't even in the NFL. Zach Taylor—does anybody know what even position he was, what coach, what, what position coach he was before he got a head coaching job in the NFL? Wide receiver, wouldn't he? Exactly. Yeah. But how many people actually can say that off the top of their head? nobody fucking knew who Zach Taylor was before he became the Dang. Bengals head coach. And now this guy is one of the 32 luckiest coaches in the NFL. I'll wait. I'll, I'll gladly wait for anybody. And I, and I I posted this. I tweeted this out three days ago and I've yet to get a response of anybody that told me what these guys have done that Eric Biedemey has not done in the league yet. I've had several people come up to me and say, well, Andy Reid's the one calling the plays. And I won't disagree with that because you know what? Yes, he is. Andy Reid is absolutely calling the plays on Sundays. But you know what Eric you know what Eric Bien-Aimé does? He prepares all week long and gives the suggestions that he feels he believes are best for that said week and how to attack, how to properly attack that upcoming defense. thats valuable eric bien is valuable. Eric Bien-Aimé is valuable. Eric Bien-Aimé knows football. Eric bien should be a head coach in this league. But there is something that's holding him back. Oh, don't make it about race, Lance. I'm not. See, that's the thing. I'm not. People like me that are, growingly, that are growing frustrated about this whole situation because it isn't just been Eric me, but it hits home because it's here in Kansas City. I'm not making it about race. I'm simply reacting to the obvious bullshit that continues. Like I said, over think about this. Over 70% of this league that we love and that we watch every single weekend is comprised of young black athletes. Yet only four of the 32 head coaches right now are black. How does that make sense? You can't say it's because there's not enough black men that are involved in this league. That's not even close there to true. There's
1: a shit ton of assistant coaches and and, and, and positional coaches that are African-American.
0: The it's, fact that the Rooney Rule even has to exist still is pathetic.
1: These men, of all skin colors, well, should rule, be... Yeah, the rule is racist in itself. That's kind of the whole point. Like, the fact that they had to go out of their way to acknowledge the issue is it, 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 simultaneously... Un, un, you know, understanding that there is a race issue and all of a sudden, at the same time it's also exposing the problem at the same time it's it was supposed to be a solution but it's also a counter to that in a way because it also exposes itself at the same time because when these coaches are getting you know, interviews and interviews and it last like you said last year would have should have been the year the enemy got a job how good our offensive our offense was and him being a big part of that and him being able to you know demand attention his 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 well-spoken you know personality that he has and he's very mike tomlin mike tomlin-esque where he's very straightforward very well spoken like i said he demands a locker room it's it's absolutely absolute bananas dude yeah. that, this guy doesn't have a job yet so, and, and yeah. this is and this
0: is the biggest part is it, it, it look at okay we know we all know and i'm not even talking about just people in kansas city are fully aware of the andy Reid coaching tree and in, in, in the nfl right how many successful successful head coaches have come from under andy Reid? right can you guys give me one reason why Matt Nagy and right. Doug Peterson were more deserving of their jobs than Eric B is? Well, they are more quarterback
1: guys, and that's what a lot of people probably at least claim that's, to. That's, that's
0: the only thing, yeah. See, and
1: that's a great point. Right. Those guys were quarterback It's a uh, quarterback coaches. driven league, and they want a guy. Doug you know.
0: Peterson was a quarterback in the NFL. Right. Matt Nagy was a quarterback, and I believe, in the CFL, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that, but he did play in another league. I think he won several championships.
1: Sean, Sean McVay was a wide receiver, correct? Exactly. That's weird. That's yeah. what I'm
0: saying, man, is that there are so many other examples that you can utilize that says – what is the reason why Eric Dinami did not get a coaching opportunity? People I had several people come up to me and say this was one of the reasons. Well, maybe he's passing up on these jobs. If Eric Bien-Aimé is is half as smart as I think he is, you're mm-hmm. not passing up on NFL gigs. Mm-hmm. You're not saying, no, let me wait around for a few more years and see what comes available. If you can become a head coach in this league for as hard as these guys work, you take that job. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's the worst team or the best team. It doesn't matter if Bill Belichick retires and the Patriots are offering you the job or if it's the fucking Bengals. You take those jobs because they are one of 32. Right. They
1: are uh, in the entire world.
0: That's the only opportunities you're going to get is 32. And he had seven interviews this
1: season to get one.
0: That's what I'm talking. And if you notice, if you go, I challenge anybody that listens to this right now, go look at the uh, uh, candidates for every job that was open in this offseason that are still open because there's still a few left. The Browns in particular. Right. Go look at those candidates. How many of them, how many of those uh, teams that were vying, looking for their next head coach, how many of them uh, interviewed multiple uh, minority coaches? Not multiple. None of them. Yeah. yeah. None of them. Not, multiple.
1: Not one team of the seven, eight teams looking for a head coach interviewed two fucking minority coaches. Yeah. The enemy was obviously the hot commodity as far as the, the minority goes. And he didn't get one of the, you know, he had seven of the, I think, eight available spots interviewed. The Cowboys one was already in the bag. Obviously, they were already looking at McCarthy. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's like I said, man, it's bananas. I don't
0: want to come off as a, as a hypocrite because I, I do believe. That people should get their jobs based on their right. skill sets, Resume, their work yeah, ethic, yeah, things of that nature. Sure. But that's the problem: is that it's so bad and so one sided, and it's still so obvious that there is a uh, a reluctancy to mm. giving uh, coaches of color an actual job those 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 premier jobs right. that we have to still address this. That we have to still have a Rooney Rule. That's the problem with the Rooney Rule: yeah. is that it still has to exist. I mean, from
1: the fan perspective, selfishly, I'm. Kind of glad he's not going anywhere because one, yeah. it, del- it deletes distraction heading into the, you know getting his playoffs started, um, like we had to deal with with Nagy and Peterson because those were distractions and Dave Tobe at one point, um, but yeah, selfishly as a fan, I, I would love to keep him around. That I was, love him for the locker room. He, yeah. he everyone respects the shit out of him. Um, I love him as a person. Period. I love. Keep, I would love to keep him, but I mean, I'm, I don't want to have my hand in his pocketbook.
2: And
0: that's what that was my next point is that although I as as a human, I'm super pissed that this is this is going on because I hate seeing this still in my in my world, you know, being a 31 year old man, I'm hoping that our world can get beyond this shit, but it's still so obvious and still so rampant. As a Chiefs fan, yes, I'm still very excited because I feel that the Chiefs are in a better position to win with Eric bien as opposed to not having him, just like I felt the same way about Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy. These guys are valuable commodities to have next to Andy Reid because they are different than him. Mm -hmm. They are not the conservative style that he is. They're more aggressive. I like Eric bien the leader that he is. If you listen to a press conference, that man will get grown-ass men to run through walls for him. And I know that's a cliche, but he's actually one of those guys. He's one of those guys that can access that in a dude's mind where he's like, He's, he's, he's Mike
1: Tomlin esque, where he's a, he's he's because I know a lot of people would say that Mike Tomlin's kind of like a, more than a, he's more of a hype man than he is a coach. Uh, every single player in his locker room would disagree with you. Maybe not AB because he's lunatic, but he, that's, that's what I'm saying. I see him and in, in, in Beanie in the same light. They demand a locker room, and guys will run through walls for them. Yeah, and I know you, I think the Browns you said is the one one of the, I think the lone standing position left. As one as of, yeah, coaches. one of the I two. I think,
3: the last one. I
1: think so, Marvin Lewis might get that. So that was that,
3: no, because they're interviewing Josh McDaniels. They and, interviewed yeah. Him
1: today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which so I don't think it depends on what Brady's doing. Really, I,
3: I honestly think because it's Bill Belichick, I think Josh McDaniels is going to get that job.
1: Possibly, I, and, and now that John Doris is gone, they're so going to be was, looking for a GM. And, and, and that's actually it's funny you say that because right. uh, the Patriots
0: GM just came up; his contract just came up. So that might be a package deal going Ooh, to Cleveland with Brady. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll actually talk about that yeah. later yeah. on about why I know why I know. Oh shit! Tom Brady will not be the quarterback of the Patriots next season. Right. We'll get to that in a second. But I, 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 I wanted to start that the show off. I wanted to start the show off with this because I feel like this is a very serious problem we That's, still have, absolutely, and it needs to be addressed it's first and sports. foremost. Yeah. It, it's had me very upset as a fan and as a person over the last few days because this is what I feared. Yeah. I feared this was going to be the case again. I feared that Eric Bieniemy was going to get passed up again for for guys that are less qualified for the job. And it's it's the only difference. If we're going to be totally real here and be grown ups in this for a second, the only difference between them, if we're being honest, is the color of their skin. I'm not calling these owners racist. I'm saying that there's some racist bullshit still well, going on in
1: the league, and it needs to end. Well, you don't have to really necessarily come out and call them racist. We've seen pl- plenty of examples just in our lifetimes of pure racism in this league. So, I mean, it's not like it's like unfathomable that that could be going on. You know, under in the underlining, you know conversations between, you know, the big ups, yeah. you know, who knows what's being said because we've heard the things that have been exposed and the like, and I couldn't imagine what's being said behind closed doors. Well, let's move on to another topic
0: real quick guys, because um, this is something else that's actually concerning, uh, at least to most people uh, in Kansas city. We obviously the chiefs are coming off a bye week So most of the time you're as healthy as you could possibly be, but yet somehow the chiefs had two pretty key names pop up on the uh, injury report this week, and they've actually been limited participants in the majority of the practices this week. In fact, Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey uh, are both hobbled right now with leg injuries. Uh, Travis Kelsey being a knee injury, uh, they, they reported from James Palmer and several others that he has not been not, not wearing any brace or anything like that. It seems yeah. to be just a bruise. So it's just going to have to work. Yeah, him working through the pain. That's all it's going to really be. There's nothing to really be concerned about. No ligament damage or anything of that nature. Just a bruised knee. He'll fight through that. I think actually he's been fighting through that for a few weeks now. It's just now coming to light. Um, but with the Chris Jones situation, that's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, there was a false report. And I say false confidently because yeah. I did. I was told this today. Chris Jones did not get hurt. In a basketball pickup game, in right. a pickup basketball game, he was not hurt in that. That was earlier in the season. He got knocked down in a in a pickup basketball game earlier this season, but he was never hurt. Um, there was concerns about it, but it never really came to light. Uh, this time around, Chris Jones supposedly has a nagging calf injury. There is some sort of strain. They said it could have been at practice. They don't really, they haven't really given us anything of exclusivity as to far as why it happened or how it happened. All we do know is that Chris Jones does have a calf injury. Yeah. And at first, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I'm not overly concerned about this injury. I don't think this is going to be something that's going to keep him from playing on Sunday. I will say, though, that there is a growing concern amongst Chiefs fans, some that we've actually I've been talking to, and I don't want to put their names out there because I'll let them speak for themselves. But there is a growing concern amongst certain Chiefs fans. They think that Chris Jones... Has something wrong with him when it comes to playoff time as far as injuries are concerned about whether he can sustain playing healthy in the playoffs deeper into the season. Personally, I don't believe that's the case. I think Chris Jones is going to be fine. I mm-hmm. think he's going to have a very big game on Sunday. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to keep him from being Chris Jones. I do, however, think that there is legitimacy as to why people feel the way that they do. Not wrong for feeling the way you do. Just understand and put it in context. That this is not something that's going to keep him out, as reported by Sam Mellinger, as reported by James Palmer, that everything is all systems go. So although – there is that concern because we were all feeling so good about ourselves coming into this week about the Chiefs are peaking, the
1: Chiefs are healthy. Damian Williams uh, is healthy. Yeah, yeah, and
0: now all of a sudden, two big names are coming on the on the board for the injury report. And I and I I wanted to say this real quick, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. What I put on Twitter last night was this because I saw so many people talking about this. What I wanted people to say to understand was this. You have to understand just how long the football season is, how grueling it is on these men's bodies. Especially in the trenches. Especially in the trenches on Chris Jones, who has played almost every single snap in every game he's played this year. This man is durable as hell. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that actually is ironic because so many people think that he has an injury problem for the postseason. Until we know that Chris Jones can't play, we need to keep the same confidence that we had before he ever came on the injury report because for me – I think that there is a little bit of gamesmanship with this involved. I think Andy Reid is trying to utilize this just a little bit. And quite frankly, I do believe he's trying to give his guys a little bit of an extended rest. I mean, is it not coincidental to you guys that – the two names that popped up on the on the injury report happen to be two of the most important players on this team, and they're both ready to go for Sunday. For me, that sounds like Andy Reid is trying to keep all his key players as healthy as possible.
1: Yeah. I don't think there's much to it, Trevor. What do you think? No, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't buy into the bullshit that Chris Jones has this playoff itis. It doesn't make any sense. It's just a bad coincidental coincidental thing. Uh, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to be a big part of this defense this, in this game. Um, and I do believe he's aware that he hasn't played the Texans the last two times we faced them. And I think he wants to eat against these guys. I think he wants to make a statement that he is missed when he is off the field. And he wants to prove that when he wasn't on the field last time when they beat us, that he was a big reason to why that happened, um, along with a lot of other things that game. Um, but, yeah, as far as Travis Kelsey, I don't think – Travis Kelsey has been Iron Man all year. He's been the most, one of the most reliable weapons in the entire NFL all year long. He's going to go out there and he's going to eat these guys alive. There's not a safety or a DB out there that can cover him, especially on that Texans defense. Um, and, but yeah, Chris Jones, that's the one that's only a little worrisome to me um, just because it's a calf and he's a big guy. And if you tweak that calf again in, you know, in the middle of the game and then we miss him for the next game, if we do win this one, that could be a, a huge loss moving forward because I do believe we can win this game without him. Um, if he does entire, you know, actually sit, which I don't think is going to happen, but – just cause I trust bags and I trust the way this defense is rolling. And we, we got guys like Pinnell and guys that have stepped up and stopped the running game really well. And that's going to be the plan for this game is to slow that, that Texans run defense run offense down. Cause that's what they've done all year to start games. Um, and if you stop that, you make them extremely one dimensional and we'll beat them either way. We'll get to that, but still, yeah, as far as the, the injuries go, um, we haven't, none of us have felt the energy that there's any real concern. Um, and that's how I'm going to feel moving forward unless something, you know, breaks the day before. So,
3: yeah. I'm gonna agree with Trevor on that. Uh, I think Chris Jones' injuries during the playoffs are coin- coincidental, coincidental, whatever you say. They were yeah, uh, yeah, coincidental. Yeah. Um, I mean, it did just happened at a wrong time. And, and like you said, it, the season is just so long and so demanding. And he's in the trenches yeah. every single snap. So obviously, you're gonna get tear like body tear, you know, yeah. throughout the season. You're gonna your body just can't take that much pressure. Um, I think you always. Told me that, that there was a stat or something about like how they're there it's kind of like a car wreck oh, yeah. when, when they're when they're in the trenches. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean if you're taking that many hits, you know
1: every snap, every, man. Every
3: every snap, obviously you're gonna wind up, you know, slowly getting injured or trying to you know, trying to get that time to recover. And so yeah, uh with Travis Kelsey, I think it was a bruised knee that they that they said he had. Obviously, some people might be worried <clears throat> because obviously at the beginning of his career, he, he had a knee problem. Yeah. So I can see why fans can be worried a little bit on that knee. You know, uh, I don't know if it's the same knee that he had uh, surgery on. I, I don't know. Uh, but obviously that I can see that concern coming from fans as to as to the knee, you know, but, and, Reid he said, it was just a bruised knee. Uh, I think he was limited to practice, but he did practice. Yeah. Uh, with Chris Jones, it's a little different. Uh, maybe thursday he he felt like a little pinch or you know he was tired and he was like hey yo coach you know i you know i, I felt a little bit of something uh nothing serious to it i can still go 100 percent and Andy was like all right we're, we're not even gonna fucking you. yeah, yeah we're not right. even gonna right yeah you're just gonna sit on the sideline you know do, do your thing just relax and then we need you sunday so i i just you know it like you said it, it is coincidental that the two biggest names uh, th- that we have in this offense and defense like happen to be on the injury report. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think nothing of it until playtime until game game day. Uh, once, once that official injury report comes out, then that's when we will be okay. hundred percent. Which, which
1: one do you think if you had to choose which one would sit out, which one do you think would impact the game more?
0: If Chris Jones I, if, yeah I think if Chris Jones sat out because of the fact that and we're going to talk about this in a second I actually yeah. ran the numbers you know Chris Jones wasn't in the game uh in week six and Carlos Hyde who is not a top tier running back rushed beat the, uh, ran ran on the Chiefs 116 yards right so Chris Jones was and definitely missed Johnson that day us. Yeah. Travis Kelsey didn't really have a big game that day right. so I, I feel like the offense could do enough to beat the Texans who only averaged 23 points a game this season yeah. I feel like they have they would have enough to beat them. Chris Jones would be, I think, much more monumental as much as as valuable as Travis Kelsey. is, it's ho- it's tough for me to just sit here and try to downplay his value. No, yeah, yeah. But yeah,
1: I think in this particular matchup, Chris Jones would be more valuable. Yeah, we got a lot. Of, I think we got so, more of a plethora of riches offensively. Yes, than we have yes. guys that can just replace Chris Jones. I mean, you, got, you got got yeah. Nadi uh,
3: stepping up. Big, yeah, and like right? I said, Pin- Penell's been a great Penell's been, it, been exactly. a great. And then we
1: could put Suggs in the middle there too. Exactly. That, yes. So
3: so I mean, you you can kind of replace both. Both, both these players, I mean, yeah. I mean, Blake Bell, he's a decent tight end. I'm not yeah. going to say he's good because he's not. Well, I, it doesn't even he's necessarily decent. have to be a tight
1: end to replace Travis Kelsey. We can we can put Sammy in the slot yeah, a lot yeah. more and do a lot of those short routes and yeah. stuff. So,
3: so I, I'm not too concerned if either – let's say Sunday comes along and they're like, yeah, both are out, are, are out of the game. That's, yeah, that's it's gonna hurt. It's, it's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time, you have – I think you have enough players to, to kind of balance it out Between, you know,
0: the good thing is we're never going to know that because both of them will be playing on Sunday. And the Chiefs, you know, it's like I said, I just I want to throw that out there in the air because I know a lot of Chiefs fans are very worried, disgruntled about this because, you know, we're we're, you know, we are woe is me type of people out here. And it's rightfully so because of how many bad experiences we've had in the playoffs over the last 30 to 50 years. But I'm trying to rest assure everybody on this whole thing that we are going to have both these guys in this game on Sunday moving forward. They're going to be fine. They are just banged up, a little banged up right now. Everybody's banged up this time of year. Don't read too much into it. They will be out and ready to go on Sunday. And, in fact, I think I'm going to make a little bit of a prediction before we make the predictions. I think Travis Kelsey's is going to get a touchdown in this game, and I think Chris Jones is going to have a strip sack in this game. I think both of them are going to make big plays in this game. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave that there. We'll take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to recap on the wild card games. Holy shit did we have ourselves a weekend this last weekend in football, guys. This was un- – Awesome, awesome weekend of football, and I am so excited to touch on that and rehash and reha- recap on what we had as far as our predictions and what we saw take place on last Saturday and Sunday. We'll get back to all of that after this. Visit Local Foundry in downtown Lee Summit, Eastern Jackson County's biggest selection of local made and inspired goods. They carry apparel, jewelry, prints, decor, and more. The store is also filled with various vintage finds. Come and see us on Market Street. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number two. I am your host Lance Twidwell here inside the KC Beardco Studios with my guys Trevor Twidwell, What's going on, and Eddie Ortiz. Yo, yo, yo. All right, so we're gonna get right into the wild card matchups that took place Saturday and Sunday. I have to say, as a football fan, I mean, obviously we're all Chiefs fans here, but as a football fan, hmm. this was one of my favorite weekends of watching football in a, in a while, and that include. I mean, the Chiefs didn't even play, and wow. this was such a fun weekend. I mean let's let's get into the very first matchup, the Texans versus the Bills. I said last week on last week's show, episode 45, this was the toughest game for me to predict for me to, you know, analyze and figure out who was the one that had the edge in more positions than not. Who was going to win this game? This was the toughest one for me this whole week. And this game went almost exactly as I had expected. Bills came out looking like a better team, which in most regards they are. Yeah. The Texans look sloppy and, and and look lost, quite frankly. But as I told Trevor and Eddie after they started talking that shit uh, when the Bills went up 16-0, the Bills fucked up by allowing Deshaun to hang around. That was my exact words. I was not in the slightest bit worried. I knew because of the fact that they didn't – the Bills needed to go up 20-plus points, and they didn't. And the Bills made foolish decision after foolish decision down the stretch. I mean, you had Josh Allen trying to be white chocolate out there, mm. throwing no-look passes when he's running down the 50-yard line. Like, they were, the they were working
1: out in the first half. So,
0: <laughs> Well, they were working out, but then they, those they started to shit throws. it. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was working out. But, yeah. And
0: I obviously will cre- credit Deshaun Watson for doing what he did in the fourth, t- the fourth quarter in overtime. It was amazing. It was all him, man. But the Texans should have been blown out. Yes. The Texans yeah, should have absolutely of been loans. blown
1: out. You saw I was cursing that TV out, man. I was mad. And That's I put see were.
0: the one of the biggest reasons also why I did not pick the Bills in this game was the fact that I put my trust in the into the Bills two different times this yeah, season and yeah. they burned me both times against the Patriots. They should have won both those games, but what'd they do? Mishaps.
1: They, they, did it for, they did it for three quarters, though, man. They God did damn it. it,
0: but they got to do it for four, and yeah. that's the problem with this team right now. They're still so young and inexperienced. I think in the long run, this is going to help Josh Allen oh, out. Yeah. I think this is a good, not a good thing for it to happen, but he can learn and make
1: good things come up. Yeah, McDermott's building something over there, man. I,
0: I, I, yeah, and that's the problem. I, I didn't believe in their offense, and their offense is what lost them the season. They might they need
1: a big receiver. They don't have a get-up-and-get-a-guy. They have a. They have a. All the receivers are all like little slot guys, except John Brown. He's a. He's a deep threat. You know, like a Tyreek Light kind of guy which i, I love smoky john brown he's actually healthy all year so he's put up a lot of good numbers this year but yeah josh allen's has got to work on he's he just turns the ball over too much man yeah. and he does too many numbskull things if he tightens that up because he has a lot of like Jameis moments where it's like brain farts yeah. it's like what are you doing bro or like throw it away don't try to make a run for it when you could you're like 10 yards out the okay. pocket and you try to run and then you lose five yards okay. on a run yeah and you could uh, just throw it away with that arm talent you have, buddy you could have chucked that shit on the back of the end zone if you wanted to so it's just, if he tightens that stuff up and McDermott works with them, the Bills are scary coming in next season no. for sure.
3: I, I mean, I agree with you guys. I, I honestly think they do need a wide receiver. I think that's mm. that's going to be have to be a taller main, one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be, have to be their main focus during the draft. See if they can trade for somebody, mm-hmm. pick up somebody. Maybe like an AJ agency. Green for
1: a year or something. Exactly, that'd be a good pickup.
3: Exactly, yeah. and, and I'm sure it's going to be cheap because he's coming off a, a good six off, weeks off, off an ankle injury, I think it was. Yeah. So, yeah, he could be cheap and you can go and trade for him yeah. and veteran uh, wants it, to win, you
1: it know, could work
3: out. Yeah. But Josh Allen needs to work on on, on his like uh, reactions and stuff like that. Like he can't just throw his the split ball. second decision making. Like, when He, is awful when right he doesn't now. have to throw the ball. He throws the ball mm-hmm. or like when he like needs to get rid of that ball. He just keeps it mm-hmm. and tries to make a, a Lamar Jackson.
0: It play. works out a lot, but. Yeah. The reason the reason I won't give up with Josh Allen yet is oh, yeah. obviously because he's twenty three years old. i up on him. I like the kid, and, and he has talent. But I, I see glimpses. Like in that game, there was a, I think a third and six or third yep. and eight, yep. and he's running for his life down down to the right, chucks it across his body, and it was a spot on ball. To, I think I think it was to Smokey John Brown. Yep. It was his a beautiful stride. place. Well, got him a first down, yep. and it was late in the game. So I know that he's got what it takes. He's just got to string together drives they can get them that opportunity yeah, so He's, you, you he's should, similar he's
1: similar to Jameis. You yeah, should he's, never he's
0: lose. He's biggest downfall, he
3: just turns over the ball. He fumbles
0: too yeah, much. He, fumbles
1: he, it too much. he, he doesn't he, throw a lot of picks, but he does, he, he fumbles. Just fumbles when he gets a hit. Lot. He tries he doesn't hold and, on the ball enough. Yeah.
0: You should under no circumstances whether you have a young quarterback or not, you can't lose a game down when you're up 16 yeah. nothing. You got to win, but that's the point that I was trying to make is that you got to go up 24, 28. You got to get up to, you know, to give your team some cushion so even if yeah. you're still working through these rookie-ish mistakes, you can afford that a little bit more. Well, and it puts yeah. more onus on Deshaun Watson to try to take deeper shots and bigger risks so they can start turning the ball. Right. Out
3: well, that's and they exactly didn't do that. what they did. They, uh, I think Deshaun Watson took a lot more risk than he should have. Mm-hmm. And, and he got that team back. And he bailed, the yeah, he bailed them out. That's why, yeah. to me, it felt so, like more
1: of a Bills loss than it did a Texans yes. win because that's what it was. The Texans is yeah. not going there to win that game. No. 90% of that game, they were just getting their asses handed to them. Mm-hmm. Like on every facet of the game. Deshaun looked horrible in that first half. He was oh, not yeah. able to move the ball really at all. And when they would get the red zone, they would they would shit the bed and yeah, then they yeah. end up punting it or yeah. backing themselves up out of field last, range.
3: On the last play of the game, I think it was in overtime.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, two fucking players just completed. Oh yeah. That was that really was a bizarre missed. that was a
1: bizarre sequence of events. Like, man. I, I don't know
3: how they just they both, like, hit, they him and, both like, hit him and like spun him like yeah. they spun him like
1: a top, and he just like twisted out of it. <laughs> it was so bizarre. That was – I you gotta mean, all, get, all credit, all credit for to doing Deshaun, that. man. Deshaun worked magic. That, that turned game. somehow. That turned into a 34 yard yeah. play. Like, what, just... That's what Deshaun does, though, yeah. man. He makes big time clutch mo- plays, and and you know, that's the only thing I am concerned about heading into this week. But outside of that, yeah, but we will get there. But yeah, that Bills game, it was fun. That was, was a fun was game. A yeah. game. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then and then uh, later on the night, uh, it was Saturday. Was a fun night for me personally, not <laughs> you guys, but
1: uh, for most fans, I think it was. It
0: was a fun night. We had the Patriots versus the Titans. I don't know if I've been more right about two teams than the Titans and Patriots. We, did, we saw just how fatigued and borderline uninspired the Patriots' defense looked, not only having to go against Derrick John Henry, but having to carry their skeleton crew offense led by the rotting corpse of Thomas Brady. And here's the scariest thing about the Titans and why they should absolutely be feared going into, the, going into Baltimore, and it hasn't been talked about that much. What is Bill Belichick famous for when it comes to defensive scheming on a weekly basis? Taking away your number one option. Taking away your number one option or attack and forces you to beat his defense with the second and third options. Derek John Henry – I'm calling him John Henry because he's he's a he's, he is John Henry in the flesh. I'm telling you, he's the folklore, dude. He – I mean – he, t- you, John, Bill Belichick takes away your number one weapon. Derek John Henry is without question the number one and probably the number two weapon on the Titans' offense, and he damn near hung two hundred yards on the Patriots. I have given the Tennessee team their due praise all season, and I think it's. I think we are all beginning to see just incredible how incredible of a job Vrabel is doing, trolling Belichick with his own tricks and tactics oh, on the penalty man. time runoff is one of my favorite moments yeah. ever as a football fan. I mean, you saw how many people have been able to make Bill Belichick that angry knowing that you, you did something that's totally legal. Bill Belichick wasn't mad because you got away with something.
3: He got they did something legal, and yeah, it's something and he did against the Jets yeah, exactly. weeks that's ago. Saying, yeah. It was kind of like a payback, and he knew it. And he fucking hit it every second of it. And I think at the press conference later on, he, he was talking about it's a loophole that the NFL has to work on covering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Well, of course it, you're going to say that it, now because yeah. it didn't when you. you used yeah, it, it was completely it. fine. Right. But, but when they used it against you, oh, it's is like the NFL has to work on this loophole. Get the fuck out
1: of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was that one was an ugly one, though. There was a lot of injuries on both sides. Both teams had a lot of – a lot of Patriots defenders got banged up. Um, I just – I think we all had a feeling like I know I chose the pats the pats to win because I just kind of went with my gut. You and just did kind of you, you yeah. did pick the pats. I did. Yeah, you, you did pick the pats. So <laughs> I remember. and uh, I mean it was a one score game. The majority of the entire game, you know, was always within six or three points. The entirety of the game, so it could have went either way. But it just I, the better team won. Uh, Derrick Henry is a force um, that nobody wants to see right now, man. And uh, and that's a good defense. He absolutely say just, his name right. Just It's, just it's, it's
0: Derrick John Henry.
1: Derrick Henry is a good player, you know, so I just, you know, it's yeah, that. Yeah, that one was a little less entertaining as far as the the entirety of the game. It was a slobber knocker. It was a, it was more of a defensive matchup. Um, but I will say the Titans, if they play like that against any of the remaining teams in the, in the playoffs, if Tannehill plays like that against any, I know I know Derrick Henry is doing his thing. But if, if any team slightly slows Derrick Henry down, you got to depend on Tannehill to make more plays. I mean, I know he can do it, but we haven't seen him do it in the postseason. And he wasn't very good. Um, and if they go into Baltimore and try to play that same game, I don't think it's going to work in their favor. they
3: have under l- 100 yards.
1: 70, Henry? I Henry, seventy no 77 no. yards passing. Oh passes. yeah, Tannehill. He
0: only threw the ball fifteen times. That's what I'm saying. It, Tom Brady's cut. last game as a Patriot's going to be when, losing to Tannehill. With I, these, if, they're they're not you if
3: you take Derek, I think if you take, if the Patriots were able to take Derek Henry out, that I was expecting a, them to do that. But that's yeah. the thing that's is
1: that Bill couldn't. Could, could, yes, right, right, right.
3: Their defense it, was so worn kinda down. Like, it's kind of like the Chiefs. Like you, you take Tyreek Hill out, but then you got you got you got those other players. making those
1: and 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 Chung. A lot of those guys got banged up too, and were in and out of the game too. But I mean that. There was no stopping Derek. I'm glad you
0: brought up Chung. Fun fact about this whole game. Yeah. I, 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 oh, this yeah, is so crazy. I didn't yeah. know this until the game, and it was such a, such a good uh, st- or, uh, fact they brought out in the production side. I believe it was uh, – a I forget who it was. The, I think it was Tony Romo, wasn't it? That Yeah, I talked about this. Um, Mike Vrabel got traded to the Chiefs with Matt Castle in 2009 for a second-round pick. The Patriots used that second-round pick to get Patrick Chung – who Mike Vrabel was coaching against in this game? Who got hurt in this game? Like, the, the way it all tied together was so <laughs> yeah. cool, man. Like just th- how like crazy. Like, Mike Vrabel's a head coach. He got he's the reason why Patrick Chung's even a freaking Patriot. Like, and they talked about the bitterness that Vrabel had towards Belichick for getting traded, not wanting to get traded, and you know felt like he just needed to retire, but decided to give Peoli a shot in Kansas City. Yeah. And you know and they went through rough times in Kansas City and had good times in 2010. Like it was just. It was just really cool to hear that story. But I believe they cremated Tom Brady after the game, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) But we'll move on from there. Um, Going to the Saints versus Vikings. He did. Going to the Saints versus Vikings.
3: That was the game of the week.
0: Dude, look, straight up, I'm okay with being wrong. Yeah. But I could not have been more wrong about this one. Like, this – I, go check the tape, man. Yeah. I mean, I was talking shit, mad shit, on the Vikings, talking <laughs> about they're gonna get blown out. I picked, I picked the the Saints to win by nineteen points. They barely put up 19 right. points. Drew Brees is pretty bad, man. Biggest upset in the playoffs that I have seen in some time, man. By far, biggest the biggest upset
1: from a Drew Brees led team. So
0: yeah. much praise has been hopped on the Same heaped on the Saints all season, and it's deserving because they are a very good team. Oh, yeah. Many it's many people picked them the to bottom. make and even win the Super Bowl before the season started. Mm-hmm. The Saints were healthy. They were at mm-hmm. home at a place that you don't ever beat them in. And then and then came the Vikings. Mm-hmm. you all remember Big Nick Nick. Allow me to introduce you to Big Cock Kirk because he is here to stay. <laughs> Big Cock Big Kirk, Cat Kirk. I don't
1: know. this guy.
0: I don't know. Shut up, Eddie. It's a great nickname. Know. This guy put. I mean, I felt like that. Remember the video game? Greg Jennings puts a yeah. team on his back. With the broken the leg. Broken leg. Like this reminded me of that. Like Kirk, the, the, the Vikings clearly needed life. Like they needed something. And Kirk Cousins time and time again fails yeah. in prime time when everybody's watching. That's why I didn't feel like there was any chance the Vikings go in there and win this game. They have arguably the better roster. And we talked about this and on the show last now. week. We showed, we talked about this on the show last week. If you switched Drew Brees and Kirk Cousins, I think that the Vikings would have been a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I didn't believe in them be winning this game because I didn't believe in Kirk Cousins. He goes in there, steps up in the fourth quarter, and has the throw of his career. That was that that it that will define Kirk Cousins' career if they, if they go anywhere. If they get to the NFC Championship, yeah. maybe the Super Bowl, who knows what's
1: gonna happen. I, they could definitely go beat the Niners. That can happen. Yeah.
0: That can happen. It was so cool to watch the locker room celebrations when he said, go, I got three words. You like that? Yeah. Like yeah. that was so cool, dude. Like the yeah. teams all rallying. Like, that's the kind of stuff. We're gonna talk about those uh, the, the division match. Rem- in a second that's the kind of shit that teams do and all of a sudden they start stringing off some victories man yeah, so yeah. i although i was so wrong so so wrong in this game i loved that game so much and it was so cool as a football fan. you have to appreciate it
1: yeah yeah i mean i this is why i had at the beginning of the year i mean when we talked about you know our, our predictions i had the vikings in the the nfc championship game i because of the roster i felt was so good and it's similar to us this year over the entirety of the season they were missing bodies you know, Thielen missed like eight games. It felt like if he was in and out all the time, he would come back and get hurt again. Stefan Diggs was getting double team when he was out, so his production was down. Thielen did get, get hurt, hurt again this week in practice. Yeah, I, I think he's, or o- or I think like he's okay, yeah. but yeah, it's not a ligament or a hamstring pull like what he's been dealing with all year. Yeah, um, but yeah, when, and you see the difference in the offense when he's on that field. Man, he makes big plays, and obviously he made the big play to put him down. You know, down, move down the field and eventually score and, and uh, put the game away. But yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins, man, he definitely he. At this pace, he's changing the stars. I mean, that was the biggest game of his in his life, Uh, not just his football career, uh, you know, or as far as his football career goes. That was the biggest game of his life, you know. So, um, and then to beat the Hall of Famer, you know, that some people think is maybe the greatest in his in his arena. I mean, it was that defense, man, is scary right now. I think the Drew. I think this whole, and I'm I'm
0: sorry to interrupt for Eddie to to get in here, but I I think (laughs) there is a legitimate chance that this could could be the end of the Saints as we know them. Yeah, they have a very talented roster. But Drew Brees is going to be forty-one years old next season, and we saw the steep drop-off of Tom Brady this year and the year before. Quite
1: mm-hmm. frankly, to, you, Drew Brees, Drew Brees looked think, horrible in that game. Do you think and, they hold on to Teddy Bridgewater? Maybe sign with Tony. I don't. Yes. I think I think yes. Teddy's getting paid somewhere else. Ah.
0: Drew Brees is going to be their quarterback next season. So. Drew Drew Brees will not retire this offseason. I think it makes so much sense for them to keep yeah. Teddy. He's still. not going to play. That's the point. Drew Brees is
3: playing next season. No.
0: So Teddy, yes, he absolutely well, is. He's not retiring. I don't see why else. I don't. Play. I
3: don't. I don't see why the Saints should not do that. I, yes, he, he's your. He's your uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. You, I mean, you, it really comes down to Teddy. What Teddy won wants. a Super Bowl with him, and yeah. but at the same time, you got to see what fucking Teddy came in and did while he was gone. okay. But let's be He's honest. Let's, let's let's
0: be real for a second, though. Yeah. Let's not pretend like Teddy came in here and they were winning games thirty six to twelve. Oh, yeah, they know, were winning games like, like
3: ten to seven. Like, like Trevor just said, he was kind of like more of a game manager. But his production was but, up
0: there. Drew Brees is but, still a better quarterback, and Teddy Bridgewater uh, is going to get paid by either the Bears. Uh, the, the, even the Patriots are a consideration. I think, I think, There's other teams that are going to pay him I think, money. I think
3: if the Saints let Teddy walk or get like trade him or anything, he'll be a free fuck, agent. They're stupid.
0: That's the thing though, is because look at okay, the last three, the last have, three playoffs, the Saints have lost on a walk off play or base basically a walk off yeah. play. So you have to understand that the Saints, from their perspective, although we can on the outside say I think it's done, their mind they're going to say. Well, we were right there. We could have won this game. We could have been in the playoffs in this, or at the Super Bowl. Let's let yeah. Drew Brees have one more season. He's going to play next season.
3: But that's three seasons in a row where
1: that last play, it always yeah. fucks him up. I get it. That's three in a row where they've lost. There were some – def- Sean, Sean Payton has some coaching blunders in that My God, well. take
0: it, not taking that time out and letting so the confused. 10 seconds yeah. run off. And it's like – yeah. it You,
1: you could have ran two plays if you took a yeah. timeout and yeah. the those yeah. goes 10 seconds from running off. It's just so bizarre. All
0: right. So in the final game of the weekend – this boring-ass game mm-hmm. did nothing for me. Uh, yeah. I will say, though, Eddie Ortiz, the to shit. my left, nailed the score prediction, which is ironically the exact same score and result <laughs> as their previous matchup earlier this season. And Eddie asked me a question after Carson Wentz, unfortunately, went down with a, a head injury, a very serious head injury, as we have found out in this last Sucks, week, man. about how he had memory loss and he yeah. couldn't. He had trouble even sitting down. Uh, and he did report it for himself, which I do admire because it's – you know. The biggest thing for fan, players to do is admit that they have a head injury. Yeah. Um, especially
3: especially when, when you're the quarterback. You're the, you're the guy that's yeah. driving this team.
1: Yeah, you can be Obviously, the strongest link they, or the weakest link.
3: And, and there was a lot of talk about him looking weak to his teammates because he did the like what he did. Mm-hmm. That's
0: absolute bullshit, yeah. man.
3: So th- there was a lot of talk about that. But I, I agree with Carson Wentz. I think it, it was, was all class, absolutely man. 100% yeah. Yeah. correct. Like He should do that every time. And, and I, it's a head injury. It, the brain itself it's just something like you don't even know how it works, right? And so, well,
0: yeah. I've been I've been hearing I've been hearing about Man. today. I heard some stories about how players um, have faked like when they've actually had head injuries, they'll fake an arm or a leg injury so they'll focus on that. The coaching staff will focus on that so they can get the cobwebs working up upstairs so that they could try to wake back up. So I understand, and and Philly fans, I'm sure, are not happy to hear this because you can't please Philly fans, and I'm sure that they're pissed they think that Carson Wentz is weak for doing this. But like I said, that took a big step for him to be able to say, hey, there's something not right, and he went and protected himself, and I cannot blame him. But to the game, look, I picked the Seahawks to get to the Super Bowl and I, you know, mm-hmm. I felt very confident about that. The Seahawks did not look good in this game. They did not look good in this game. They're banged up too I will give the Eagle. Yeah, I will give the Eagle some credit though. That team was fighting until the very end. You did not see quit in that Eagles team. They believed that even with Josh McCown, who also got hurt in that game, tore his damn hamstring off the bone at 40 years old, still tried to go out there and get a win, and they were within striking distance the entire time. That game was never out of reach. you got to give the Eagles a lot of credit. Doug Peterson had that team believing that they could pull that victory off. Russell Wilson was not sharp yet again against the Eagles. The Eagles seemed to be able to play them tough, even though he's never lost to the Eagles. DK
1: Metcalf had himself a career game, though.
0: DK Metcalf. That kid is what I want to talk about because I feel that although the, the, the Seahawks won a non sexy game, could have been a chief. This guy is not suitable for work. I mean, my goodness, this dude looks <laughs> like you built him, like he's a sculpture. And, he, I mean, he looks like he has nine biceps as abs. Keep I mean, it, I'm it, trying to, but my it, pants it, are it. off now, so it's kind of bad. <laughs> but naked. but it, it, this guy is emerging as a superstar at the wide receiver position. This is yeah. the way you see superstars emerge in big playoff games, going up there and making big plays. He had 160 receiving yards, the most a, a rookie wide receiver has ever had in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. He is making noise. This Seahawks team, although won an ugly game, Feel really good about themselves because they were banged up. They did not play their best game and they still won a road game in the playoffs. I'm giving the Seahawks all the credit in the world. Yeah, yeah.
1: As far as DK Metcalf goes, him coming into the draft, you know, a lot of people were thinking he was going to be a bust just because he was kind of a one trick pony. He kind of only has one skill set, you know, the go route, you know, being a deep threat and then a get up and get it guy in the red zone. Yep, that's what he does. And he's (laughs) one of the best already in the league at it. So you can, you can. Take that and shove up your ass because the guy's great at what he does. So if that's all he does and he's really good at it and he's and he's, he's teamed up with one of the best, maybe the best deep ball thrower in the league, uh, that's that's a good marriage. Yep. So, yeah, I, I actually wanted him in the draft a lot. I really liked his size and his ability. I would love to have seen him with Mahomes' deep balls as well. I thought that would have been incredible, but I'm not going to sit here and cry about our, our acquisition of uh, McCall Hardman there. Yeah. So. Love that kid as well. I like me some Yeah, Yeah, because he's he's also in the special teams, and he's done well. But McCole bit, better
0: it? ball out because, my God, we did pass – the Chiefs did pass him on DK Matt. As he yeah. should. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Micole, hey, bro, time's yours, <laughs> as, as your coach says. He's,
1: he's – yeah, he's, yeah.
3: He's, he's done his share with the team. He's uh,
1: outperformed the, yeah. um, the multi-million dollar contract of Sammy Watkins already. So, I mean, that's – uh, what just i mean what a fun weekend though this was man like we had an oh, absolute blast watching was,
0: football this week it was fun dude, and yeah
1: yeah, yeah. That, i don't have much to say about this game this game was yeah. pretty i mean shitty as far as i mean overall compared to the other games um but, i was trying my best to watch it but i could not get I, into yeah. it. it it was, I, was, so it so it was a snooze fest I It was in yeah. the
3: fourth quarter i was just like yeah i thought
0: even, you were gonna <laughs> say something like you didn't watch most of the game well, i stopped was, in the fourth quarter was, <laughs> Five minutes left. I was like, I'm still 18 seconds left,
1: and I couldn't <laughs> take it. Over. No, no, no. That's not was, the fourth. Bu- I was just bummed as yeah, like, I fell asleep. Yeah, it just kind of killed it for me after Wentz went down, man. I yeah. was really wanting to watch Wentz battle. You knew it was over. You knew yeah. it was over. Yeah, I just and, see
3: that killed both it. Both teams, me. like you guys have been saying, that they've been dealing with injuries and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. Mm. The, the Seahawks have no running game. Uh, they're coming in with much. Yeah, they've lost everybody. Uh, with man. Lynch, but obviously, yeah. he's gained weight. Yeah. He, he's just not in rhythm. Too many Skittles. And, yep. So. <laughs> Yeah, this game was just sloppy. I, I didn't think it was gonna be a high scoring game because both teams were coming in into a, into a game where there were uh, injuries, mm-hmm. key injuries, no running game, pretty much on both sides. Yeah. So I just knew it was gonna come down to to who made those key points. I expected more points
1: though. I expected like a lot of sloppy points, like some like Some like forced fumble, touchdown, defensive touchdowns. I expected some like – you know like the the two teams that are banged up are not very good, Yeah, yeah. meet up, and there's like a lot lot of sloppy play and like a lot of scoring goes on. Sometimes those end up being high-scoring games. But it looked like two really good teams facing off. And and this is the the first time in almost
0: 20 years that we've had both six seeds advance. Yeah. So this has been a fun – this has been a fun playoff so far, man. That's the beauty of the league, It's really shaping up to be even more exciting in the divisional rounds and so on. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, and I promise, guys, we're going to talk more Chiefs tonight, but I got another segment that I want to talk to you about, and it has to do with two surefire Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, and why they both will be playing for another team next season. We'll get back to that after this. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City-themed apparel and accessories with an emphasis on counterculture. They're nominated for two Best of KC 2019 awards in the Pitch Magazine and have plenty of designs for both sports fans and anyone else. Find them online at commandeerbrand.com or follow them at commandeer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Soft shirts, designed with an edge. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number three. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell and Eddie Ortiz. So I give you guys a little bit of a teaser to come into this uh, segment and... This is going to be a very uh, popular topic throughout this offseason as long as it lasts. And it's because of the simple fact that two very prolific names are going, and I say this very confidently, are going to be on the market this offseason. And those two names are one, Thomas Brady, who I did did look on the break. Um, He actually was not cremated after the game. Uh, They are keeping him alive. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's on the, he's on life support. yeah. So yeah. So he's, he's still, there. So he should be, he should be okay for another season. If he wants to continue um, he, Tom Brady and Phillip rivers, I do a hundred percent believe will not be with their current teams this time next season. And I want to start with Tom Brady because obviously he's the more important name in this entire thing. He's a more popular player, the more established player. Um, he, he it was it two days ago, I believe. He posted that on Instagram, you know, the big old long drawn out thing. And the first thing I wrote, I shared it on the spoken uh, podcast, the page, and on the on the Twitter account. All I simply said was, "He gone." And everybody's like, "No, this means that he's definitely coming back." Read what he's saying, and I did numerous times, and I kept coming to the same conclusion: he's gone. Oh. And this is the reason why. For a person who is established and is great and is undisputed in New England and in Patriot history, you don't reflect the way that he did. And furthermore, the fact that he didn't even mention the team by name or that he will be back at Gillette Stadium next season, he did not mention anything of that nature. And he he reflected. He said, thank you to all the fans. Name me a single time that Tom Brady before this offseason has ever done that. Last year? No, he did not. The he thanked before. everybody for supporting them in the championship and they're going to do it again the next season. Go look at it again. We're I went look here. at it. LFG. Let's yeah. fucking go. That's his little cute saying.
3: The year before that
0: <laughs> He in never once said go go read the I have the quote right here <laughs> yeah. from this one. He never once mentions the Patriots. He says things like I have been blessed to have a career I love. He's reflecting all the teammates who go to battle with me, an organization that believed in me, believed in me, and fans who have been behind me. He's, everything is past tense. He's not talking about the future when it comes to him and the Patriots. And everything lines up so perfectly for this to be the end for him in New England. Reason being, he is not under contract. Not only that, he's not a restricted free agent, which means that he can go wherever he wants. They cannot have any say. Or they cannot have anything to do with what he decides to do. On the other side that not everyone wants to talk about or hasn't talked about is the fact that Bill Belichick has been wanting to move off Brady for years now. Yeah, He wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. The only thing that kept that from happening is Robert, Robert Kraft. Kraft. Now, obviously, Robert Kraft is going to want to keep Tom Brady because he is his meal ticket. Ro- Robert Kraft is in love with Tom Brady, maybe,
3: fi- maybe literally. And he wants to keep him around as long as possible. I, I, th- I think to, this might sound fucking stupid. It probably is, mm-hmm. but to me, Robert Kraft I think would prefer to keep Tom Brady than Bill Belichick. I actually agree with you, yeah. but see, this is the this is the problem
0: though is that, that is that Bill Belichick is still under contract. So unless Robert Kraft has figured to th- th- be crazy enough to fire Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick will be back that, next season, to coach the Patriots. Please so. do, yeah. and that's and that's my point is that if you look at everything, Josh McDaniels will be gone. He will be a coach probably in Cleveland this next season. Their GM is going to be gone. The other coaches, they lost Joe Judge, who supposedly is the next fucking great thing ever, and he's gone. And all these pieces are moving around. Do you honestly think, even if Tom Brady wanted to stay in New England, that he actually would? They would have to rehaul this entire defense and offense just to make it competitive for them to move forward against the Chiefs, Ravens, whoever else decides to mm. pop their heads up in the AFC next season. Think, think of this. 30 It'll be 35 years old next year, Julian Edelman. He's the only proven player they'd have on roster next season as far as receivers receiver is concerned. So they'd have to rely on unproven commodities like Nikhil Harry and whoever they draft. And they can't draft wide receivers. Bill Belichick is terrible at drafting wide receivers. Okay, so there's unproven pieces around Tom Brady again. Their offensive line is shaky as hell. You don't repair offensive lines like that. You have to go and get guys and establish them for a couple seasons. Tom Brady doesn't have a couple seasons to mess with. Tom Brady, if I'm a betting man, because I don't think he's oh. done, I think Tom Brady does play next season. I've always been of the belief that he was going to play one more year yeah. coming into this season. But the way he talks, although he is being reflective, he says he wants to get back at it. He made that clear. He did make that clear that he's not done playing football. Yeah, he's going back with the if game. I'm a betting man, I think Tom Brady is playing for the Los Angeles Chargers next season. No. And here's the reason why. And I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. The reason why is because of the fact that that is one of the few teams out there that has a quarterback need, and I know, Trevor, you made the point last week about how they would be downgrading from Phillip Rivers to to Tom Brady. I I don't necessarily disagree. The only difference is that Phillip Rivers is a turnover machine, whereas Tom Brady's not. And that's one of the few teams out there that can offer Tom Brady the opportunity to contend. If you look at the majority of the contenders out there, they all have their quarterbacks. And Tom Brady would not be able to just beat those guys out. He'll be 43 years old next season, which is a real thing. They have all the wide receivers in the world to help him. If they can even resign just one of Eckler or Gordon, you give him a top tier running back. Their defense is very good. I think they finished eighth in the league this season, and they have a they have a good head coach. The only hangup is this, and I think this is a real thing. The only hangup is he'd have to play against Patrick Mahomes twice and try to just beat him out for the AFC West. I don't know if that's something Tom Brady would want to do, but if you're looking at it from a location standpoint for his family the fact that his wife works a lot in L.A., modeling and doing the things that she does, that is something that would be an ideal location for them in that regard and the fact that they need to sell tickets. The Chargers right now are one of the worst teams right now in selling uh, uh, season tickets. You sign Tom Brady, people in L.A. are going to those games. Whether he's still Tom Brady or not, they're going to go out and see Tom Brady play those games. So their ticket sales would expand. It makes so much
1: sense across the board. Tell me why I'm crazy, Trevor. I don't think you're crazy. I, I, I even mentioned that to you about the Chargers. I thought that was a good fit as far as location, and it's 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 always good weather. Um, it's 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 a desperate franchise right now, and that has a loaded roster still, regardless of how bad they've been. Um, I just think at this point in his career, it doesn't make much sense to go somewhere new and fresh, regardless of the weapons that Sandy or that that Los Angeles Chargers do have. Uh, it makes sense as far as a roster standpoint, but I don't. I feel like either there's a couple things that are, I think that are actually going to happen in reality. I think he's either going to follow Josh McDaniel because that's his guy. They're, they're basically blood at this point and they both know each other. They both know each other's strengths and weaknesses and they both have worked together offensively and they know everything about one, one another that either happens. He follows where Josh McDaniels goes or he stay or he stays and they replace Josh McDaniels with someone else who's, and then they kind of just roll with that. And then they try to bring in other weapons or the similar, I think Josh McDaniels could stay in, in in New England still. That could still very well happen, and I think that's actually more likely than Josh McDaniels getting a head coach position, in my opinion, um, because I think he's comfortable where he's at. Um, and I think Tom Brady will I, – I what I think is really going to happen, I'll just get down to what I think is actually going to happen. I think Tom Brady is going to stay in New England. I think he's going to stay in New England, and I think he's. I think I think Josh McDaniels is going to stay in New England. I think they're going to try to get a couple other pieces because that's what they tried to do this year with Antonio Brown, and it backfired on them. Because I, I think they would have been a much better team with Antonio Brown this year. Um, obviously, he looked great when he was when they played. I know it was Miami, but he immediately scored. Their offense was moving the ball really well with Antonio Brown in the in the offense, and that makes it. Every other defense gives every other defense pause. So if they can maybe work a way to get maybe an Odell Beckham, because Odell Beckham's having a lot of issues in Cleveland, and I don't know if he wants to deal with the new offense quarter and a new head coach and a new GM already over again. Maybe he will. He maybe he makes a stink and, and you know forces his way to do it in New England because we know these star receivers have that power. Something like that could still very well happen. And they, say they get him and they get A.J. Green on the cheap. That's a scary offense right, right over again. I mean, we don't know. And, and they have Edelman. I'm just saying that could very well happen too. Um, I think I think at this point in career his career he wants to go with comfortability. I know the the sunny coast uh, and LA sounds comfortable, and they're obviously his work and his kids or his wife's work and the kids. You know, a lot of, they spend a lot of time out there, and he did sell his house. I just Alex I Guerrero put his house on the trainer, but no, no, no. Now, the, a lot of the behind the scenes things do make sense to where he would leave. When we want to talk about it. But yeah, the, the 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 Chargers have a good roster, but that O line's pretty bad, and I don't see him going anywhere where he's not getting protected. Well, you can make the case the Patriots' offensive line's worse. Yeah, yeah, but they but overwhelmingly throughout his career, they've had a one of the top five. Offensive of line almost every single year. He's and he's of, normally a top five quarterback. And right, he's no right, right. Yeah, I know. And the, so that would mean I would see them, I could see them revamping the offensive line, maybe getting a couple of extra offensive weapons because their running game doesn't have to be good for him to be successful because they throw through, they run through the air just like we do. We've been successful with it as well. And there's, their offense is similar to ours with that. I just don't think at this point, like I said, his point of his career it comes down to comfortability. I don't think him going, I don't think him going and starting somewhere fresh makes a lot of sense for me. If I'm putting myself in his shoes, okay, but you have to also consider the other side. I want to get Eddie's thoughts in just a second. If he's wanting to win, uh, I'm just saying go with what you've known, you've
0: won your whole okay, career with. Let me let me just after uh, down here. I, 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 just a yes or no. Yeah, are the Patriots right now Super Bowl contenders? Not right now. Maybe I'm saying as the going into this season and going into the next season, as the team is currently constructed. Dude, we've seen, them, um, we've the yes seen or no. them have a bad year. <laughs> have you seen a team? How can I answer that right now? I'm <laughs> saying if this is the same team going into next season, do you think they can win the Super Bowl? I mean, we've seen them do it before. Yes or no. Do you believe that team can win the Super Bowl next year? This, the roster right yes. now? No. Exactly. They, they just proved that. So my point is, is that you, okay, the two names you dropped as far as wide receivers they could potentially get yeah. are two of the most injury-prone wide receivers in the NFL. Sure. So, you're going to be trusting as a 43 year old Tom Brady and a shaky offensive line, an aging core, uh, uh, run, uh, defensive core, your running backs who have only gotten worse, and then two prolific wide receivers when they're healthy that play nine games a season? That's not enough for me. Just, I, regret- I'm, I'm, I just I just threw those receivers out it. there for sure. And that and makes, sense. It yeah. makes sense. It makes sense because they did go after and try to get Antonio Brown. Yeah. But see, that's the point is that's how desperate this team is just to stay afloat, is they're tra- trusting an absolute padded wall potential person so you in think, Antonio okay, Brown. So
1: you th- do you think that he has a better chance of winning more football games if he goes to the Chargers? I think if he goes to the Chargers, he has an opportunity. Because I know the Colts have been thrown out there too. I want I, I, I yeah, to gonna, I talk about the Colts in just yeah, a second. Yeah, that's a great old line but,
0: but Tom Brady, if he – I think it's kind of like the LeBron situation. Mm. I think LeBron's still better at his crap than what yes. Tom is now. Yes, but But – but we both know, and we all three know, that LeBron also made that decision because of family and because of location. It's a business I think that's as well. a part of this. I think that Tom Brady does want – he's from – he's a California kid. His wife loves L.A. and his kids are oh, getting yeah. older. That's a great place for his kids to grow up in the hills, Beverly Hills area. It makes so much sense. And the fact there's a team out there that is a playoff that team. They're dying. With, yes. yes, they're dying. Okay, go it ahead, Eddie. Is. What are your thoughts on this? Uh,
3: my 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 biggest uh, my biggest thing on on this whole Tom Brady thing is is Robert Kraft. Uh, I, I think that's where everything's going to come down to. Uh, he he's going to be the the main reason when if Tom leaves if Tom stays. Mm-hmm. I think Robert Kraft might give him some shares of the of the Patriots to keep to to have him stay as a Patriot for mm-hmm. one more year. Somebody like Russell uh, Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Have him. Uh, Bill Belichick will draft a quarterback or will trade for a quarterback or we'll pick up a free agent quarterback and possibly Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. So they're going to want Tom Brady to, to, to play one, one season, uh, kind of like what Alex Smith did to Patrick Mahomes. Obviously you hate Alex Smith and you don't think that has nothing to do with Patrick <laughs> it, Mahomes. It didn't. But, but, but I, I think it did in a lot of ways. It, it, it uh, Patrick Mahomes benefited from that. And, and I think whoever's next in that Patriots backup position to, to become a starter Will benefit from Tom Brady, and, and I think that Robert Kraft will, will do anything in his power to have him stay in New England, with the possibly have him transfer or transition over to a quarter, quarterback's coach after he ends his career. Mm-hmm. He does not have he do, he doesn't have to have a house in, in New England to be a coach in New England. Okay, I think his, I think the- his main residence is in Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken, or Wisconsin. I think that's his main residence. That's where he's from.
0: from, or not his from, but he went to college but, there. His family's from that, there, technically. Yeah. He's, so, he was so raised in California.
3: Yeah, so he's from like that's his place. And he, I, I, I've, I think I've, I've seen where he loves it and and he practiced there with Edelman and Gronkowski. That would come over and they would put some reps throughout the summer because that's his main residence. So I think him selling his house has nothing to do with him leaving New England. I can see, I can see Tom Brady playing one more season. Uh, help the, the the quarterback that comes that comes in to, to take that starting job, and I think he would possibly transition over to a quarterback. Coach.
1: Okay, so and you know who else there. is a free agent this offseason? Let me interrupt you real fast. Derrick Henry. Right. I'm yeah. just saying if they, if they revamp that O-line, yeah. bring Tom, Tom Brady back, and they have Derrick Henry okay, in the that
0: that, backfield. That, but that's if the Titans are dumb enough do to let Derrick, Derrick Henry go. Though? You know how bad Bill Bilicek would want to do that? I get that. Here's Not the thing. Well I'm glad happen. you brought up Billichick because that's the guy that neither one of you guys really talked about in your you guys' takes is the fact that – Bill Belichick is still the man. He's the one under contract, not Tom Brady. Yeah, but he's like – My question, okay, if Tom, not, on, if, if Tom – hold on. If Tom Brady wanted to stay in New England, why didn't he sign an extension? Why is he a free agent for the first time in his career coincidentally? He could do a one Why did he more not – why did he sell his house? Why did Alex Rowe sell his house? Why did he get out of all of his da- donations in Boston? Why is all these things ha- why are all these I'm things sure happening? He's got a nice why time why so did we... he not why is he so reflective and not mentioning the patriots by name he is a proud patriot you would think that would be something that would have been mentioned in this long well thought out post he's good on social media Tom Brady is good on social media he knows he's there, what he's dude, doing let me, you, let me tell you why let me tell you why. Have... let me
1: tell you why he probably hasn't directly mentioned it and made it pain- pain- painfully obvious just for all of us fans so we can have that cuz we're spoiled and we need all the information possible i think the reason he did that was because maybe he doesn't know yet Maybe there's a lot of discussions going on behind closed doors, but I'm saying when those discussions are had, I think the most logical thing for at least for him is to go with what he knows, go with what has produced the best dynasty in, dynasty in sports history, is to stay with his coach, regardless if Belichick wants it or not. It's not his decision. It's 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 Kraft's decision, and I think whatever Kraft wants, if Kraft wants to t- keep Tom Brady around. Tom Brady can ha- rent a nice condo in town and keep his family in California for the most part. If they want to do that. I don't, yeah. I don't and, think it's
3: going to And obviously, with the Chargers, if he moves to the Chargers, the, the Chargers are not going to change their game for Tom Brady because he's only going to be there for a year. Okay, right. but so it makes no sense. How would they, they change the, their game, the though? The weather, because Phillip know. Rivers
0: is probably more immobile than even Tom Brady. So they wouldn't be changing their game. They run the same exact offense. Yeah, yeah. The point yeah. is, is that the point is, is this is, is the fact that Bill Belichick is. I, I keep bringing him back into this because there's so much he does. I get it. Robert Kraft is the. I guarantee you Robert Kraft wants to keep Tom but He said it. Yes. Got but you, just. Robert. But the thing we have to remember is this: Does Tom Brady still want to be in New England? That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the biggest point. That's is is,
3: is Bill, Bill down, Belichick too. want him still? Yeah. I, if Robert, if and, Robert Kraft comes to comes to Tom Brady is like, I'll give you this many shares of the Patriots plus a contract. Yeah. Plus, I'll help you transition over to a quarterback coach. Once you're done with your career, that's well, never
0: gonna happen. Tom Brady's never gonna be a coach. I, I, I he's think- he's bigger, he's bigger than the
3: Patriots.
1: Yeah,
0: Tom Brady is but a if phenom right. superstar, worldwide superstar. He's not gonna become a quarterback coach.
1: Yeah, but I, th- I think I think, I think we all can agree before Tom Brady's last contract when they let Garoppolo go. I think we all got that vibe that there was a meeting where Tom Brady told Robert Kraft, it's 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 you know him right, right, and then they won a Super Bowl, right, right. So I'm just saying, um, I'm just saying. So okay, but the thing you the
0: thing you're missing right here is the fact that uh, Tom Brady is not happy right now in New England. He was super pissed that they they cut Antonio Brown. I know, but then isn't with him. Well, if they
1: go sign an AJ Green and and, then another good tight end. I'm just saying that they could bring pieces in like that. Who doesn't want to come but to the Patriots?
0: But how do, we, don't, we don't even know what A.J. Green we don't, is anymore. We don't know shit, no.
1: period. That's what I'm saying. So this you're going to overspin on a
0: 32-year-old yeah. wide, wide receiver who hasn't played in 16 okay. months. So,
1: so going to play for the Chargers with the injury-prone wide receiver and, and Kenny Allen, and then who else? Who else is left after he goes down? I'm just saying. Ty, what, Tyrell Williams? No, he's in, he's in Oakland. We I'm got, sorry, not Tyrell Mike Williams, Williams. Mike Williams. Williams. I, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, I got a yeah. Williams wrong. Well, Mike
0: Williams. Okay, is Mike Williams right now better than Julian Edelman? Yes, he is. Yes, I mean, he is. Not, just answer he's that not as question.
1: reliable. He's a he's a one trick pony. He's a he's a go round. Julian Edelman just led the league in drops. Yeah, but he also leads up there in receptions every year because he gets targeted a to shit ton every week. I get it. My point is, this. we don't compare the Julian Edelman's. <laughs> resume. Julian Edelman is thirty
0: four years old. and Is five foot nine. I you really it. want to go another season yeah, with him being your rings? number one target? How
1: many, how many rings he got, dude? How many times did you? Show how up? many
0: rings? Dude, how many times is Julian? we gonna compare the resumes. Are we really gonna Julian go? Julian Edelman's ball in the playoffs. Sure. Who has more? Who has more rings? Randy Moss or Julian Edelman? Why are you talking about Julian Edelman's a spur? You bro? just said he has ri- – rings have nothing to do with you Julian Edelman. numbers in the playoffs? He's one of the best receivers yes. in the okay. history. When you're in the playoffs are every single days year, days, they won that's going to help they things. Do, but he's it's circumstantial. If Julian Edelman played for the Dolphins, <laughs> is he in the playoffs every year? Oh, my God. No. But he's a big reason why the Pats are in the playoffs every <laughs> yeah. year, though. I, can't, I get that Julian Edelman is valuable. There. Look, I don't want to make this a Julian Edelman debate. My point is this. The Patriots have peaked. They're no longer a For great sure, franchise. But that that, but like, that why doesn't... would Tom Brady give them another season? God, but
3: why would Tom Brady go somewhere new where he doesn't – like, yeah. I just explained impossible. it because like, of the fact of location,
0: because the team is loaded just a year ago. I makes when when Philip Rivers, Rivers actually played good football in 2018, they were 12-4. and four. Yeah,
1: that defense was really good that year, too. And they're
0: really good still. Yeah,
1: Derwin James can, can definitely be a game changer, but I just I don't trust the, the management in, in in LA for the Chargers. I don't trust the coaching in LA for yes, the Chargers. I agree. I think if Tom Brady comes in there, he's gonna he's gonna shut everything down and everything's gonna run through him. I'm not saying I don't think he wants all that responsibility. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying if Tom Brady goes to the Chargers or Super Bowl favorites. I'm
0: saying a little change of scenery does some yeah. people good. He gave 20 seasons to New England. I think it's so
1: over like for him. More, in more, England.
3: more, not so much in the in the in the football aspect itself, but more on the life. I life. I think and the only I think
1: the only way in my mind, I think because this is not this is and, not this is not a Joe Montana situation where he's getting kicked out for a better player behind—not a better player, but a young and up and coming player in a Steve Young behind him. This is not that same scenario. The only reason I, only way I see Tom Brady leaving is if they, they if he feels like he's getting the boot, and that's not the case because they have no one else behind him. He doesn't have to get the boot. He's a free agent, but anytime we've seen this in history in the NFL, where an older quarterback has to go, it's not usually his choice because the older older quarterbacks like they don't like change, right? They don't like that change. So unless Josh McDaniels up and leaves, I he I think he either follows Josh McDaniels wherever he goes. I don't know if he'd go to Cleveland. That's no. pretty bad, but I mean no. they do have talent there. They're not sitting Baker Mayfield, dude. But that roster is heads and shoulders. They're going to give Baker Patriot Mayfield
0: another no, at least one more seat. I'm saying I two know, more seat.
1: I'm just saying, dude. If Tom yeah. Brady could, hey. I'll, and, I'll and, 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 Tom,
0: and, and Tom Brady going to the, the Browns, they're not all of a sudden Super Bowl
1: contenders. Right.
0: He's only going to go to a team that gives him the best chance to win. Cleveland does not give know, him that, that think, chance. I don't, I don't think drastic think.
1: change. I just don't think drastic change is on the, on the table for Tom and, and, Brady. And, and, to
0: and, and I know we've been talking about Brady
1: this entire time. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's another quarterback, and I know we're probably going to have to go to break in just a second, but yeah. uh, on the Phillip Rivers side of things, yeah, which is important. a little bit less exciting, but time. he actually is four and a half years younger than Tom Brady. So, more than likely, he's, he's going to play. Old. He's going to play. He's 38 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Philip Rivers has never really had, outside of the ACL injury that he had, what, 12, 13 years ago, um, he's never really had any significant injuries. In fact, he's never missed a game in his entire career since he's become a starter in 06, yeah. which is crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, Philip Rivers, you watch it. If you watch his parting press conference, I mean, the dude starts like literally crying. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that from him before. He's still clearly got the fire and the itch to play. I think that Philip Rivers is still good enough to be a, a, a top fifteen to twenty. Yes, I absolutely believe that. Top fifteen to twenty quarterback in this league right now, yeah. he still is. And I think you mentioned the Colts. I think that's where he ends up. Yeah. It makes the Colts so is a, dude, the Colts much is sense. A great spot. He gets it's to play indoors. He gets to play indoors. <laughs> And an offense that Frank Wright Got it. Yeah. made Jacoby Brissett look as good yes. as he possibly could. You put Phillip Rivers in that system that with one. those weapons yep. and that offensive line, who's one of the best CYO. offensive lines in football, mm-hmm. that a solid defense not a good, not a great defense, a solid defense. Yeah. They have a ton of draft picks. Yep. Like I said, Chris indoors,
1: Ballard. Chris a hell of a one of the most
0: inconsistent divisions in football. Anybody can win that division at any given yes. time. For me, that is the ones, and you're staying in the AFC side. For me, that makes all the sense in the world. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah.
1: No, I, I love the Colts. I, I like the Colts for Tom Brady or or Philip Rivers, but Philip Rivers, to my mind, makes more sense because he is a few years younger and he could, you know, go up there and and and, and you know try to learn a new system. And Frank Reich, he, he, he's up there with Andy Reid as far as like really, really, really talented offensive minds because the guys he obviously was a quarterback himself, not one of the best but by any means, but he was. He's, he's you just see the way he develops quarterbacks, and he always has had that knack. Um, and that offensive line is very good, and it would be the probably the best O-line Rivers has maybe ever had. Um, Marlon Mack's a, a stud running back in my mind when he's healthy. Ty, he's already got a number one receiver, T.Y. Hilton, who's an absolute And he loves throwing stuff. the running backs who can be injury prone at time too, because he's he's a smaller guy, but is an absolute stud when he's healthy as well. Uh, great coaching staff. That that and it's a dome. I mean, that makes so much sense for Phillip Rivers. Um, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't retire, I mean, I know his like you talk about his little. Presser, where he started tearing up, how he's talking about You know, if 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 I if I go out there and I throw a pick, you know, it is what it is, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm still going to try. Yeah. I get that, but dude, you, you're throwing too many picks, bro. That that's kind of the point. I, I like think the point. The, I think the point he was trying to make. I, I get the point. Was that he, all yeah. he cares about is
0: winning, right? And he's like, I don't care if I have two interceptions. I I, I just all I care about is the end result. Yeah, and yeah and those end results. ended in those don't get wrong. Hey, dude, I will I will say this. Yeah. Philip Rivers was one of the biggest reasons why the Chargers sucked this season. Oh, dude, yeah. he was bad. He's progressed a lot. But I also but think he, that he, it's because of the fact that the writing was on the wall. Yeah. This was last season was as good of an effort as the Chargers were going to get out of a Philip Rivers led team yeah. in this decade. It was over. I
1: don't believe in curses, but there is something with that franchise. And he needs they to get, get away. From they him. have constant injuries on all sides and of the field. As much oh, as crazy. as much as
0: a change of scenery will do good for Tom Brady, I think it'll do even better, if not better, even more better, even better mm. for Philip Rivers because of the fact that he look. I'm one of the few people out here in Kansas City that likes Philip Rivers. I know you I do, do too, I have always liked him. I, I love his competitive nature. Mm-hmm. He talks all that shit, and most yeah. times he does back it up. He has played for one of the worst franchises in the NFL. The Chargers, they win games. But throughout the years, it's been because of Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. He has put up historically great numbers. I mean, he, he has one of the – I think he's, what, fourth or fifth all-time in quarterback rating – He's just never played for a great franchise. I've, I've always said, if the Giants would have, they would have never traded for Eli Manning in that draft. It would have went with Philip Rivers. He's the one
1: with two Super Bowls. I think the Chargers should go back to San Diego. Well, that's another discussion I think for another time. In they got LA. The, It was one of the biggest blunders they, yeah, that NFL ever. I agree. Made. They're
0: like the tenth most popular team in their own Dude, city. I've heard guys on the radio just, about how there's
1: more Chiefs fans in LA than there is oh, Chargers. It's fans. clear as day. That's
0: AFC. That's well, Arrowhead West. She's
1: following you out there, but still, like I just. It's failing, man. It's bad. Their games are yeah. horrible. They're always the the, the look, visitor I mean, in their home games. It was the
3: same thing in San Diego, though. Like if mm. you look at, if you look if you look at the stadium, it was never full. Well,
1: it's because they're shit. It, but, I mean, but if they, if, the, yeah.
3: the franchise itself is shit, and yeah. the fans are not going to back up that franchise because it's complete shit. I bet if they so came I don't back, think it, it would matters help where a lot. it goes.
0: Well, and you also saw and, and another point before we go to break that I think could prolong Philip Rivers' career is if you look at Drew Brees, his career was almost over, and he was only like twenty seven or twenty eight. When he left from San Diego to New Orleans, cool. played in that dome. That prolonged Drew Brees' career. If he had to have played in an outdoor stadium, like yeah. let's say, you know, up in Seattle or a place like that. I don't think Drew Brees is still playing because that does play a factor. The elements do play a factor in how long your career lasts. Absolutely. Um, and I think that Philip Rivers, if he is smart, if you're no longer going to play in the that warm environment, going to that dome is what's going to prolong his but, career.
3: But if you're talking about a dome prolonging his career, isn't the new Rams stadium a, a dome? Uh, I believe, yeah, I think yeah, that's what I'm saying. Indoor, so why, here's what, we, why, why would he? Why would he go to a, a, another dome to prolong his career when he's gonna because have I don't think th- dome.
0: because I don't think the Chargers are an option. I think they're moving on from him. They were talking about benching him during the season. I guess they, just don't, they don't have anybody behind. I here. think they want him gone. Geno no, that's where, and I think that's where Tom Brady comes in because Tom Brady will sell tickets. Uh, that you have to factor Six-year-old that in. Tom Brady
1: coming into Dude,
0: Tom Brady is still Wait, arguably the most. He just led the league Fuh in jersey sales okay, okay, at 42 yeah. years so old.
3: See, you're going to bring him in for one year. What, what's going to happen the year after that?
0: I don't think the Chargers are worried about that. They see it like this: we have a good roster. Okay, we have it one year, and then we're fu- oh, you're, you're missing your the point. points. I, I see your target, point. Yeah. T- 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 ticket sales have to be a priority for them Through right the now. Business aspect. They're going into a new stadium, and it's a shared stadium. They are second tier. They are the Clippers to the Rams-Lakers. So they have to get season tickets sold. You go and get Tom Brady, whether he's great or not anymore, he's still a name. He's still a brand. He's a mogul. You're yeah, going to you get know, people to come out and
3: see him. I, I get it, but I'm I'm, I'm looking ahead of, uh, of Tom Brady because Tom Brady is going to give you one year. After that, what is going to happen to all those season tickets? Okay. They're all just not going to renew That's because a prob-
0: there's... That's a problem they'll face afterward. They're not worried about that right now. I don't know. They have to worry about what's right now in front of them. The NFL, of all leagues, of all leagues, the NFL is, is the one that focuses on a year-to-year basis. You Look at the way the Chiefs have built their team, for instance. They went out and got free agents. They... Totally rehauled their defense and spent money on Frank Clark and these entire Matthew, and, and then they paid Tyree Kill. Knowing good and well, they're going to have to pay Patrick Mahomes, but they weren't worried about that right now because they know they have time. It's the same thing for these other teams. If the Chargers are smart, knowing the quarterback market as it currently stands, knowing the need for revenue, Tom Brady makes all the sense in the world for the Chargers. And quite frankly, as Chiefs fans, we should hope this happens. We should hope this happens because I actually agree with Trevor. I think if Tom Brady comes to the the, the Chargers, they got worse. You, I think they got worse. Yeah. I don't think he's a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers right now, and he's four and a half years older. So I think that all those things considered, that's that's what makes the most sense
3: uh, across the board. And so, if I, and if people disagree, uh, that's fine. I just I have to hear uh, the reasons why. I mean, you're talking about forty. Oh, fuck, we got two minutes. But you're talking <laughs> about a forty two year old man coming in for one year only. I, I don't see fans wasting their money. For one season, that's the, that's how Fans I see love it. Waste it's L A. It's a different world out there. <laughs> no, like, LA's a different world. Fans
0: love to waste money. It's know. a different
3: world. Well, like well, I said, it's we, we, only going to be for one season, so I don't get the what this all comes down to. But, but we don't even know if that's the case. We don't even know if it's one year. What this all it, comes it's, down to? What is forty
0: two, <laughs> and he's talked about playing till forty five. <laughs> this oh, all, this honestly, all means
1: this all means that Peyton Manning's coming back for his records. Five years ago, five years ago, five years ago. Could you have believed that Tom Brady would still be playing in the league
0: right now? I wouldn't have. I thought he was done four, three years ago. Man. It's the avocado. So we're going to take a quick break, guys. When we get back, we're going to the Monday mailbag, and I have a a question for all of you. We'll get back to all that after this. Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City, shipping nationwide, ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co. Mail time.
3: Mail time. Mail time.
0: Back at it again on The Spoken Podcast for second number three. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Co. studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell Hello. and Eddie Ortiz. Hello. All right, so we just talked during the break, and we're doing this. We're just going to go with it. I haven't even told them what we're, we're going to do, do it. but Eddie actually made the great idea, so I'll give him credit for it. We're, I, we're so at odds with where we think uh, how this whole Tom Brady situation is going to go. That we're now going to make a, pl- uh, a wager, the spoken podcast wager, and I want everybody to keep us to this. If Tom Brady decides that he's staying in New England, which Trevor and Eddie both believe is going to be the case, I have to pay for both of them to go to a massage parlor of their choice, it's and I have to pay yes. for their experience. Okay.
1: I want them hot. But if I win. <laughs>
0: If if they if he ends up in San then then Los Angeles, you talk about San Diego. Fucking threw me off. <laughs> if he ends up in Los Angeles with the Chargers, they have to pay for two of my massages. <laughs> I'm getting rubber craft treatment twice. I may go to Juniper, Florida, and get myself touched.
2: <laughs> Just letting you guys know.
0: So that's like the this. wager we're going to shake right now. i love shaking this. Trevor's hand. It's like shaking hands with an I eagle over here with Eddie. Love this. <laughs> And that's the bet. So remind me, Evan and Brandon are both sitting in the room listening to this. We got our receipts. We got a notary. I cannot wait to get touched. So we're going to leave it right there. Eddie, Monday mailbag time.
3: All right. Monday mailbag. The first question comes from none other than Clay. Clay Wendler. Mr. Wendler. <laughs> Wendler the Swindler. All right. His question is, Will uh, is Will Fuller a concern or the Texans version of Sammy Watkins? He has more touchdowns in his groin than touchdowns. Oh, he has more tears in his groin than touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> he has more touches in his groin than he touchdowns. He actually doesn't. He <laughs> actually touches his groin more than he has touchdowns. All he does is score touchdowns. Maybe. So his question is, kind of: is he a concern, or is he the Sammy Watkins version it, in the Texans?
0: He, he absolutely is a concern. He's, Will, Will he's Fuller, you, go, look at, go look at the splits for the Texans offense when Will Fuller's is on or off the field. It's almost night and day difference because yeah. he's the guy. He's a whole seven takes, points
1: better when, he, they're on the, when
0: he's on the he, field. Yeah, he takes the top off, that, off the defense no matter who they're facing. So, yes, he absolutely is a concern. Am I concerned? No, because of the fact that I think the Chiefs, the way their defense is constructed as it currently stands, they're going to be able to get pressure on Deshaun Watson to where he's not going to be able to set up in the pocket and take those five, six-step drops and deliver the ball downfield to Will Fuller. So it has really nothing to do with Will Fuller. I do I do think the groin is going to be an issue. I don't think he's going to have his burst like he normally does. So that's all the more reason as to why I don't think it's going to be a concern, but on a normal basis, oh, yeah, absolutely, Will Fuller's a concern.
1: Yeah, he's one of the best deep th- – when he's healthy, he's one of the best deep threats in the league. I mean, the guy – all he does is score touchdowns. Every time he's in, he's in games, he's he, almost every game scoring a touchdown. He's incredible at what he does. And he's one of the best. Like I said, one of the best deep threats in there. So he's definitely concerned. Um, but I mean, he would be concerned if our defense has struggled against that kind of play. Um, I know he did score against us last time, but our, I guess, like Lance said, our defense has evolved since then. And I mean, we all year long, our corners have been solved just because and based off of the pressure we've been able to develop. Uh, and, and get to the quarterback, and, and and who's one of the most quarterbacks who's under pressure more than almost anyone in this entire league? That's Deshaun Watson, and he also is one of the worst quarterbacks of holding on the ball too damn long. So that combination of all those things together, I'm not too worried about him actually single handedly beating us or being an absolutely horrifying matchup. Not, mm-hmm. for me, anyways. Thanks for the question, Clay. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for everything you do for our show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then we got Billy Hodge uh, with
3: a. Uh... Billy, oh, with two different questions. Oh, Billy! Uh, so his first question says, "Big, a le- lifelong cheese fan. Do you guys ever think how, or are we going to screw this up again, or are we going to screw screw this up again?"
0: Okay, so the question is, how, as as a cheese fan, how, how do I think we're going to screw this up again? Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't like your attitude, Billy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we skip this one? William, damn it! <laughs> no. I, look, man. I I've always been. If anybody's ever followed my work at all of the last decade, you know that I am a b- beyond critical thinking fan, and You're I, pretty
1: pessimistic. I, I'm, I can
0: be. Yeah. I can be classified as pessimistic, and r- rightfully so. I've had some pretty strong opinions on decisions the Chiefs have made and some of their performances, especially in the playoffs. I will not deny that. Yeah. The difference now is the fact that not only do we have Patrick Mahomes, which is the obvious easy answer, the Chiefs finally have a Super Bowl team. Like, we, the Chiefs have not had a Super Bowl team probably since 2013 or 2015. That team was Super Bowl ready. They just didn't have the quarterback. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in 50 years that the Chiefs have had a full-fledged Super Bowl team where you can look at the roster top to bottom plus the coaching staff and say, oh, this team could absolutely win the Super Bowl and could be a Super Bowl favorite. I mean, you saw this offseason more times than... Than ever, we saw writers and, and and bloggers and analysts picking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. We don't, we haven't seen a lot of that over the last several decades. So, uh, my question, I, I guess, I'm not going to answer it with a question, but I, I guess I would like to know the reason as to why Billy still feels that way. I, I get the AFC Championship I, loss, but if we, like again, I always tell people this when they bring that loss up. If this team still had the same defense and defensive coordinator and scheme, I would feel the exact same way. I'd be right alongside you. That is no longer the case. This is a completely different defense with a completely different mindset with the defensive coordinator. Spagnolo has absolutely coached his dick off in this defense. Really? This this is different, and, I, and I, I respect Billy's concern and his question. I think, though, that we need to be a little bit more optimistic. That's coming from me. With this team and, and realizing this team has a legitimate shot to not just get to the Super Bowl but win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand completely. If a lot of cheese fans still have a lingering PTSD from being a cheese fan all of your life, uh, I 100% can sympathize with you. Um, but for me, that all of that PTSD died the moment Patrick Mahomes took over the quarterback position. Um, I know last year sucked. I know the way it happened sucked. But last year was such a promising start to what is possibly going to be a, a great 10 to 12, at least 10 to 12 year run for this franchise. Um, and I think it's only going to get better. I think Patrick Mahomes is better because of it. This defense obviously is a whole different piece this year and has been single-handedly winning us games without Patrick Mahomes having to be the guy to do it every week. Um, is there a way I could see us blowing this? Of course. We just saw one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time absolutely blow a playoff game to a team that was inferior to his um, and home, you know, so th- that can definitely happen, but I don't, there's nothing inside of my body that sees that actually happening. I just think we're the better team at every single aspect of this of this game. There's not a There's not a part of this this matchup where the Texans are, are are have the upper hand on us. There's not a single one. So that almost every time usually goes in favor of the team. There's a reason we're a double digit favorite. There's a reason Vegas is hardly ever wrong on these kinds of things. I mean, they're wrong on the Saints one, but that was an absolute blunder from a Hall of Fame quarterback. That was an outlier. Absolute, absolute blew it. Absolutely blew it, that game. Um, I don't see Pat like, like I. I love what Teresa Paler says. Who's probably my favorite guy to listen to when it comes to cheese football and football in general. Um, he said that he sees Patrick Mahomes going into this game as an over my dead body type of game, and that's the vibe I've had since this playoffs have started. I've seen Patrick because just because we all know how much last year affected Patrick Mahomes, how upset he was, even especially at halftime when we went out. You know the way that first half went with the, with the Pats. Um, He's that guy, man. He's extremely competitive. I know we talked about Philip Rivers and all these guys. You know, Pats—that same type. He's in that same boat. He's competitive and he wants to win. Um, there's no way he's going to let Deshaun Watson beat him twice in one year. Um, yeah, there's no way I see him losing this game in my mind. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a scenario where we can really can lose this game in my mind personally. Thanks for the question, Billy. All
3: right. His second question is:
1: Oh, we got another Billy yes, Hodge? Yes, all right, bring it yes. on, Billy's Sweet.
3: Question: His second question is: Since the Ravens haven't played for over two weeks, do you think it will affect them at all?
0: Um, if it's okay with Billy, he can't answer, obviously he's going to hear this after it's already done. I'm going to not answer that question right now because that is a part of the, uh, divisional, uh, round predictions that right. we have so just stay tuned on that uh i don't know if you want to add anything but no, not really let, let's it. let's just harbor that one billy i promise you we will address that that's a great that's a great question because that is something i'm going to directly address in that next segment but yes thank you for the question billy Be patient billy be
1: patient all right
3: <clears throat> thank you Billy. all right last question this is kind of like a two-part question uh coming from from ruben martinez about time, Ruben Liss ain't left us hanging last week, back, man. Yeah, Jesus, like don't weeks. call it a comeback. <laughs> All right, so it, it, it goes like this: like, why is there this obsession with the Lamar hype train, and why is everyone pushing Lamar into the best QB conversation? And do you think it's warranted?
0: Okay, um, to answer the second question first. I haven't really heard anybody – I mean, I'm not saying no one's saying it. I'm just saying I haven't heard anybody really push the narrative that he's the best quarterback in the NFL. I think everybody still fully believes that if it isn't Patrick Mahomes, it's somebody else, not Lamar Jackson, like Russell Wilson. Um, I, I don't think – I don't think really anybody thinks that Lamar Jackson's the best quarterback in the NFL. So I don't really have an answer for that one. Um, I don't think he is. I think he's the most exciting quarterback right now. Uh, he is the toast of the town, if you will, the flavor of the month for sure. And that's not a disrespect to what Lamar is doing. He he balled out this year. That's no question about it. But that's what it is. Like Patrick Mahomes was the flavor of the month last year. Like, you know, they have the breakout seasons and makes them who they are. Um, the first question though, why is everyone on the hype train? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Why was everybody on the hype train for Michael Vick? Why was everybody on the hype train for Peyton Manning? Why was everybody on the – and I'm not trying to put you know Lamar's name next to Hall of Fame guys or great all-time quarterbacks, but that's the kind of season he just had. He's a run-first quarterback who led the league in touchdown passes. Yeah. Like this guy is doing things – like this season is just at – like Ron on the Show Hughley won our show a couple weeks ago yes, said – was what this is just as impressive of a season as Patrick Mahomes last yeah. had that, that last season? Right. To have over thirty-five plus hundred passing yards, thirty-six touchdown passes, oh. over a thousand rushing yards, breaks the single shatters the single season rushing record, and has seven rushing touchdowns to beat prolific team after prolific team this season. I'm I'm one of the guys that has been critical on his numbers, his general numbers, but if you've seen Lamar Jackson in big moments and big games this year, he's ball out. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be the guy that tries to discredit what he's done because to answer your question, Ruben, the hype train is real with this one, dude. This isn't, this isn't some flash in the pan. Will it last for 10 years? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is the greatest athlete we have ever seen at the quarterback position.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I mean, he, he just had the best dual threat quarterback season we've ever seen. And this is a second year in the league. And we've, 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 we've witnessed guys like Cam Newton in this generation. Um, you know, and, and, and numerous other quarterbacks had to run the ball really well, but he runs the ball the best by far we've ever seen. So, as far as the hype train goes, I've been one of those guys on the hype train all year. I, anytime he's on TV, I'm wanting to watch that game. Just like it was for Patrick Mahomes last year. Even if you weren't a Chiefs fan, you wanted to watch Patrick Mahomes last year because who doesn't want to watch someone throw five, six touchdowns in a game? Exactly. I mean, that's just – it's it's good for the league. It's good for football. So if anyone wants to call him the best quarterback in the league this year, I'm fine with that. I don't care because he had the best statistical year this year and he's fully deserving of being a unanimous MVP in my mind this year. He was runaway MVP this year just because – you know, situationally, Mahomes took a step back with injuries. He's been banged up almost all year. Uh, and, and Deshaun Watson's been getting hit and left and right, and, you know, has been banged up as well. And his team's just not as good. They took a step back um, as far as the team this year. I just – yeah, I mean, this, is, this isn't this is really much of a question for me. No offense, but I just feel like he deserves everything he's gotten this year. And he he's getting he's fully deserving of it. So, All
0: right. Thank you for the question, though, Ruben. That was some good questions, man. Um, I actually do have a question from our guy Bucket Nasty. Shout out to Bucket Nasty. Bucket Nasty, one of the best follows on Instagram. Uh, yeah, we have a couple more questions. I apologize, uh, but yeah, Bucket Nasty, my boy, uh, miss you, love you, man. You're out there in the Navy serving us. Thank you so much for everything you do, man. Um, he had a question: uh, When Tom Brady is ultimately let go by the pa- by the Patriots, <laughs> by the Pets, um, <laughs> do you think he will retire or go to another team, fail and be exposed as a completely as a completely system quarterback? Good topic. That, that actually yes, and and we and I don't want to like go right back into the what we talked about earlier because I feel like we kind of did address it, but just for the sake of of Rob uh, Bucket Nasty's question, um, I, I do think that that is coming. I, I think that I think Tom Brady's already been exposed as a quarterback. I think that I've always been the type that believes it's been always been more Billichick than Brady, although Brady absolutely has a ton of credit as to why they've won six Super Bowls, but it's always been a little bit more about the system and what, what Bill done on the defensive side to carry the load. Um, And I think that when he goes to another team, when Tom, I do, I'm the one on this, on this table right now that believes he's actually going to be on another team. You're going to see a difference for sure. The only thing that, that sucks is we're not going to see Tom Brady at 33 years old in a new team. We're going to see 43 year old Tom Brady with another team. So it's going to be really hard to differentiate what exactly is the leading cause as to why he's no longer great. I think it's going to be a majority because of his age and the fact that father time is undefeated. But I think also the fact that he's going to be in a new system, not having Josh McDaniels, not being under that Belichick umbrella, not having uh, the additional, if you will, film on mm-hmm. teams. I think that's going to be the difference, uh, a difference as well. But I think ultimately it's just because of the fact that he's just getting old.
1: Yeah, I think if he goes to another team, if he doesn't stay with the Pats, I think his best option would be to find a roster that has a very stacked defense. Chargers. I, I, well, so I'm not against that one. That's what I'm saying. Um Follow kind of similar in the footsteps of Peyton Manning. When Peyton Manning first went to the Broncos, obviously he had a lot left, more more left in the tank. Seven and, years younger, and he was still incredible. He was yeah, still, yeah. well, he was still he led the league in touchdown passes and and and, and passing yards that year. He broke the record, <laughs> so, right? Broke yeah, yeah. Record yeah, both. right. right. Yeah. So I'm not going to compare that, but I'm comparing it to his final Super Bowl run, where he was not very good, really at all, out there throwing ducks. Similar to how Tom Brady's looked, you know, doesn't any throw past ten yards really hasn't looked that great. Um, so if he can find a team where he has a like I told you, Derrick Henry is a free agent. Derrick, if you team him up with Derrick Henry somewhere with a good O line and a good defense, that is ideal for Tom Brady, and he would be able. To, then you can depend on his th- his brain, just like the, the 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 Broncos did the year they won the Super Bowl with Tom, with, with with Peyton Manning. They lived on his mad scientist brain. His able his his ability to see what's coming first, and then you know that enabled the running game to get off. That enabled to the the defense to um, get teamed off the field quickly and let just. Uh, Peyton Manning, you know, pick these teams apart. Um, so I think he wants to go somewhere where he can be more surgical instead of dependent on with his arm. Um, so that in my mind, he doesn't have to go out there and be like the guy anymore because he's really not that guy anymore. So that's that's how I think it, it's going to go. Good question, buddy. Yeah.
0: Nasty. Shout out to you, man. Like I said, follow our guy on Instagram. He's hilarious as love shit, you, bud. Yeah, yes,
1: yeah. love you, buddy. Stay safe out there in the Navy, buddy. Yes. Um. So this this question I got. This is the final question I got from my guy Taylor, my best my best buds here. Um, He said spoken. No bad question. Due to the success teams have had in man coverage against the Chiefs uh, offense this season. Will the Texans duplicate this for the majority of the game? And if so, how much will it impact Mahomes targeting receivers for big plays and coverage versus carries for Williams uh, Thompson and possibly McCoy?
0: Damn, man! Every really wants our predictions already, know, man. I they're know. like they're
1: like fight. We, we can them. say that. We can we can
0: look. No, I, I will answer that one a little bit. Just just because that is a fair question, and yeah. I feel like we can really expand upon it still without giving away our entire it can be kind of vague right now, prediction. More yeah. More. Um, do I believe that they're going to do? He said because of the Chiefs struggle with man coverage. Do I believe the Texans are going to attack them that way? Absolutely.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, I, I do believe that the Texans are going to try their best to get out on an early start because of the fact that they are one of the four worst teams in the NFL in scoring early. In fact, they have the the 28th uh, ranked offense in first quarter points. Yeah. That's terrible. Right. You shouldn't be able to make the playoffs doing that. I think they only scored 47 points in the first quarter of this season. That's Awful. So I think the Texans are going to try their best to come out swinging. I mean, I'm talking haymakers. They're going to try to throw the ball deep. But as I just talked about a minute ago about why I feel like Will Fuller isn't going to be a massive problem for the Chiefs is the fact that I think the Chiefs are going to get to Deshaun Watson a lot. And I have a crazy stat I want to tell you guys about the difference in record between Deshaun Watson and games he doesn't get sacked and games right. he can get sacked multiple times, which we uh, didn't get to him last. We night. did, yeah. And right. so and so that is a difference. I think. That yes, they're going to try to do that. And I do think if they can succeed, obviously Patrick Mahomes is going to – they're going to change their game up on the on the Chiefs' offensive side too. Yeah. They're going to have to counteract to that. So, yes, to answer your question, to answer both questions, I do see the Texans trying that, and I do see the Chiefs being reactionary and, and doing whatever it takes to uh, uh, flank the attack of the Texans and the way they try to attack the Chiefs in any, in any given circumstance.
1: Yeah, um, me and Taylor have talked – off air so he kind of already knows how I feel about it so I'll just be kind of vague about it with, as well. I think I actually don't think they're going to try go man. I think they're actually going to try to out, I think they're going to outsmart themselves and I can see O'Brien trying to play zone. I can see them trying to zone us out and try to see if they can contain us and uh, uh, I just I think I don't think it matters man. I don't think it matters what defensive scheme they put out there. I think Gary and Conley is the number one corner. Good luck. Uh we saw him play against Tyreek in, in Oakland. Yeah, that didn't go too well. I mean, I know he's a decent corner, but I just don't I think this Texans defense is horrible um, and they've been one of the worst against number one number one receivers and, and, and again, the passing game overall. So I just don't, it, to me, it doesn't really matter, man. It's really a non-starter for me. Um, I don't believe in this Texans defense to even, it, I think we're going to start off so hot. I know we'll get there. I think we're, our offense is going to start off so hot. because This will go to my point later because I obviously know we're going to get to this matchup <laughs> and I don't want to get too much of how I think this is going to go, but yeah, I, I don't really care. I don't yeah. really care what they throw at us. I don't really care what kind of scheme they want to go in because they don't have the talent. And that's what it comes down to in these kind of matchups in the playoffs. If you don't have the talent, it's not going to work because there's so much talent stacked on our side. Good luck trying to stop. Right. You can stop one of them, that's fine, but if that's your focal point to stop one of them, good luck with the rest of them.
0: Right. So, that that was the that was the majority of our Monday mailbag. We appreciate everybody asking those questions. We really do appreciate it. I think it just it makes the show so much better cuz we get an opportunity to really get you guys involved on the show. That's just, which is obviously our goal here, but I want to actually contribute uh, to the question side of the Monday Mailbag before we get out of here because there was a question I asked earlier this week that I showed you guys, and I posted it on our Twitter and our Facebook page. And needless to say, this one made some serious, serious (laughs) waves amongst the Chiefs community. Um, I was obviously in thought about getting prepared for the show this week, and I thought – I think this would be a fair question, or a fun question to ask. And I and I we got I got destroyed for this one, but I want people to understand where I'm coming from. So let me ask you. Let me just for those that didn't see the the poll that I posted, I asked this very question: If you could make a Tyree kill for Derrick Henry trade for the rest of the playoffs, would you do it? We had 846 votes on Twitter. We had an additional 100 some on the Facebook uh, uh, page. of fans said no. And here's the thing. I get it. And for the record... Because they're right, yeah. For the record, I'm with you. I wouldn't make the trade. But it's not for the reasons that you wouldn't believe or you wouldn't think. You see, I think it's fair to say this. Derek, To this point of the playoffs, Derek Henry... Has been the best player in the playoffs. You could make that absolute case. He's so been the most dominant, that's a fact. best player in the playoffs to this point. Yeah. And I don't see that slowing down. We'll get to that in a second. So adding that piece to this offense with Patrick Mahomes would be scary as shit. And for anybody to think that it's, that it's lunacy to make that type of trade, to me, is lunacy. Yeah, Because you're adding... A guy that literally no defense in the NFL can stop at this point. He is too damn good. He is too damn strong, and he's healthy, and he's driven. He doesn't have that next contract yet. He's about to get paid, though. Could you imagine the play action? That's my Patrick point. Mahomes the and RPO's things of that nature. Now, no, 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 <laughs> oh now, now, I want to ask your guys' thoughts on this first, then I'm going to give you guys my take on this. But I'm going to start with Trevor. If you could make that trade, would you do it?
1: No. I mean, I hate these kind of hypotheticals because it's a win-win. I mean, you're, you're great regardless. Uh, he just helps you in a t- totally different dynamic than Tyreek Hill does. I Like we've discussed him before, we all will probably agree that Tyreek Hill is maybe the most dominant offensive piece in the, in the NFL outside of quarterback. I know I know Derrick Henry has been great this year, and this year has probably has been Derrick Henry as far as the running back position goes. But I don't think there's anyone scarier with the ball in, the, in his hands or open space than Tyreek Hill. Um, and I want that with Mahomes, and they have that chemistry already, and we've seen it be dominant whenever they're together. Um, when we and the, the fact that we don't know what Derrick Henry would be in this offense, and the unknown of that makes me maybe makes me cling to the the, the things that I do know in this offense, and the, and the way that I have seen Andy Reid use Tyreek Hill, and this all goes back, and we'll get to my point here soon about this matchup, but this all comes back to a lot of things that I've been I think have been tucked up the sleeves of our offense that we're going to see unveiled in this playoffs. Um, but I mean, this is the way our, we run our offense with we how we run through the air a lot. Derrick Henry is not a pass-catching running back, which is fine. He doesn't have to be. Uh, he's a linebacker out there running. There's a defensive tackle out there running the ball. It's scary. <laughs> the guy, I mean, I would love to have him almost as much as I would love to have Tyreek, but Tyreek just fits this, this offense the way it's set right now better. But there's no way you could pass up on having Derek Henry. But if I would have, if I had to come down to making the trade, what do I do right now? If I had to swap him right now, I'm sticking with Tyreek. All
3: right, well, let's make this interesting. <laughs> let's uh, dance. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go say yes. Um, this season has, has been an up up downhill for the Chiefs since the start with injuries and all that stuff. Uh, and Tyreek, obviously, this year has not been the Tyreek that we're accustomed to. I um, with the playoffs here at Cookie, and we know what Derrick Henry did last week, and if the Chiefs had the opportunity to trade for him to start against the Texans and then go – Go on. I've seen what he's done against the Texans. He he had over, I think, two hundred rushing yards. Yeah. So the
1: Texans' uh, defense is shit, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah,
3: but but I'm saying if I'm taking if I'm taking any of or Tyreek or or uh, fuck Derek Henry, mm-hmm. I, I I will take Derek Henry just for the the, the manpower. We need a like we need a running game, and then obviously we have miko Harmon out there. Y- yes, sure. he's not he's not he's not he's not no Tyreek.
1: He's not a true receiver, but
3: is but he's a uh, He's a fast guy that that open space. He's he's proven almost uh was it those four he has what four forty yard touchdowns or some mm-hmm. shit like that of the league. Yeah. So twenty six. You, you give him the that same open space. He's gonna yeah. take it just like Tyreek. Mm, no, I disagree hey,
0: with you. Uh, <sighs>
3: but last last year the FC Championship game. What did Tyreek do?
0: One catch. Well, we okay. Pick, okay, pick. okay. Okay. But
3: but I'm saying yeah. that, that's, he was that's double my thing. team
1: Bracket bracketed the entire uh, time. But, yeah. but,
3: but, with Derrick Henry, it doesn't matter if you double team him. He's he's still going to well, We've Derek seen Derrick Henry. Henry
1: lay major eggs. That's not act like it. It hasn't been in it two is,
3: months. It's been a long fine, time. He's it's had, been a he's long time. Much, but, he's had
1: too much stretches but, where he's done shit. But, but I'm saying. That's not act like he
3: Comparing the production to each 2, I'm taking Derrick Henry. Just a production standpoint and, and what they can give me in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well,
3: I, I, the reason why
0: I, and I already told you guys what I would do. I wouldn't I wouldn't make I the trade. But he, he, here's <laughs> the, here's the reason why I wouldn't make the trade. Is because of the fact that although I you guys know how much I love Derrick John Henry, uh, I think that the guy is the, like I said best best player in the in the in the playoffs right now as far as performance is concerned. You also have to consider the offensive line differences. The Chiefs would not give Derrick Henry the type of uh, holes that the Tennessee Titans offense, which is maybe the most underrated offense in football, this that that offensive line is so good, and they've given Derrick Henry a lot of opportunities to make things happen to where he doesn't get hit until he's five yards downfield. Imagine trying to hit that dude full steam yes. at five yards down the field. You got quarterbacks away, 180 pounds trying to hit a dude that's 255. There is a kind of argument to that,
1: though. Okay,
0: I, I, I get it, but yeah. my point is is that I don't think as great as Derrick Henry is. I don't think he would be as effective in this Chiefs offense. Furthermore, because of the fact, and this is a fact, Andy Reid does not run his offense through running backs. So you're not going to get 25 to 35 carries at a Derrick Henry in Kansas City. So although, so you're losing Tyree Kill and his break game-breaking abilities. You're also using a lesser version of Derrick Henry, and you're not getting as much production out of him just out of touches alone. Yeah. So with all that considered, I wouldn't do it. But here, see – I asked this question, and I know it sounds like a hypothetical, but there was also an underlining meaning to all of this. And Chiefs fans should be very proud of themselves for this one because there were a lot of Chiefs fans that chimed in on this. I even had people texting me that write for the Chiefs like, damn, dude, that was a pretty fucking interesting question. So the biggest reason why I asked this question is because of the fact that Chiefs fans should absolutely be thrilled for the fact that they're the only team in the playoffs right now that wouldn't need to make this trade. The Ravens would absolutely make this trade. The Texans would absolutely make this trade. The Seahawks would absolutely make this trade. Name any team right now left in the playoffs, not name the Chiefs. They're making that trade. We're the only Vikings, team. Vikings. Vikings. The, the Vikings would make that trade only for the fact that Derrick Henry is playing better than Dalvin Cook right now. He's a more dominant force than, Dalvin Cook, right than Dalvin Cook right now. No, I said right now who's playing better football. Dal- you just said that Derrick Henry is the best player. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, That's I my point. So the Chiefs are the only team that don't need Derrick Henry. They don't need that. I'm saying that. I don't that think nice, the Vikings dude. need him. But
1: yeah, I mean, I get I get you. That's
0: my yeah. point is that Chiefs fans, you should be proud of yourself for the fact that you said, no, I will bet on my guys that we currently have. We're not making any changes because we oh, are yeah.
1: scarier with Tyreek Hill we, than we are with Derrick We need to get revenge on them anyways.
0: Bring oh, his well, ass over here. It's probably going to happen. So we're going to leave it right there again. Thank you so much for the Monday mailbag. It was kind of cool to ask a question. i I got yeah, yeah. to admit that was kind of fun. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're doing divisional round predictions. And I am so excited for this because I feel like there's going to be some serious shakeups in this round. You That's thought the, you, oh. th- you thought the wild card round was crazy. Wait till the divisional round. We'll get back to all that after this. Casey Hardgoods is the brainchild of local Kansas City degenerate Scott Reinerson. Born from a passion of old materials and custom designs, specializing in reclaimed wood, burned art and signs, and upcycled leather wallets and accessories. Follow Casey Hard Goods on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number four. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the Casey Beardco Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell. What's going on? And Eddie Ortiz. Yo, yo, yo. All right. So we're going to get to the, maybe my favorite part of tonight's episode, because, and you usually hold this L, but. And it probably still will be. But there is still so much to talk about tonight. And I am so excited about this division round, obviously for the fact that our Chiefs are going to be playing this week. feels like forever since we've seen the Chiefs on a football field. They're finally getting back. And we're going to talk to that talk about that game in a second. But there's a couple games that will be played before the Chiefs play on Sunday, on the Sunday afternoon uh, uh, ticket. Saturday, we have two big games. 49ers are hosting the Hot Vikings and the Ravens are hosting the hottest team in the NFL right now, the Tennessee Titans. Let's get to the 49ers and Vikings game real quick. The Vikings are feeling better about themselves since Brett Favre was taking snaps under center for them over a decade, or just about a decade ago. The Vikings are one of the few rosters that can match up with the 49ers neck and neck. And I can see this being a very high-scoring game and a very low-scoring game. And I think it'll find its way somewhere down the middle of that. Can Big Cat Kirk rally at it again? Body of work and stable size, it's, it says no. And it wouldn't technically be in a dome. I say technically because San Fran weather should be beautiful and it's not really going to cause a lot of problems for either team. I don't believe, and I didn't believe in the Vikings before the season. That win in New Orleans shook my viewpoint on this team and in particular gave me a newfound respect for one Big Cat Kirk. Gave him I mean it gave him a new nickname as well. So let's let's give it that as well. And as much as I didn't buy into the Vikings, had them going nine and seven and missing the playoffs, Mm. I sure as hell didn't believe in the 49ers. I had them as a three-win team for Christ's sake. (laughs) Jimmy G has yet to play in the playoffs. The Niners are extremely young and inexperienced outside of the likes of Richard Sherman. And I'm officially titling this game as the unbelievable. Because I can't believe that these teams are here for multi- multiple reasons. I, I just stated it. I mean, not only did I not think the Vikings were going to make the playoffs, no one saw them beating the Saints. And here they are. I had this, the, the, the Niners as a three-win team. And here they are, the number 1 seed in the NFC, the tougher conference. Yeah.
1: A great conference, man.
0: I'm going with the hot team in this one, though. The 49ers are rolling. And they're the number one seed. They have home field advantage. And everything logically tells you they should win this game, right? Just like everything logically would tell you the Saints would have won last week. Well, I'm throwing logic out the window with the Vikings. Because Big Cock Kirk has been doing his thing like he's never done in his nine-year career. I am giving the Vikings this win. Because I cannot deny what I saw take place in New Orleans a week ago. And I have a strong inclination... That next week, this time, I'm going to be saying, my God, I'm glad I finally bought into the Vikings because I think they get it done in a very close game
1: in San Francisco. What do you think, Trevor? <sighs> it's funny, man, because – Let like, you back down. It's funny, man, because this from the beginning of, of our predictions, I had the Vikings in the, in the NFC Championship with the Packers. but Based on new information and based on what I've watched football-wise, I bought into the Niners, man. I think the Niners are going to win this game. Um because of their defense, because I think they're going to be they're going to get to Kirk Cousins better than the Saints did. The Saints didn't get to Kirk Cousins enough, because when you get Kirk Cousins rattled, that's when the whole game changes. He gets really timid. I just don't see Kirk Cousins. I, I believed in Kirk Cousins from the beginning of the year. I thought he was going to have a good year. I thought the, the, the Vikings went healthy or going to be one of the best teams in the NFL. And at times they were. but I don't see Kirk Cousins doing this twice. I just don't, man. I not if I'm a betting man, I'm not going to put on money on him to do it twice. I know it's not just him. I know the whole team is healthy and the defense looks scary right now. But Garoppolo is a lot a younger spryer guy who I think is a lot more mobile than Drew Brees is right now. Um, I think he can avoid a lot of the pressures that Drew Brees wasn't able to avoid and extend plays that Drew Brees wasn't able to extend. Um I just think I just think the home team has a have had a week of rest. I think that defense, I know the secondary has been a little shaky the last few weeks. They've been allowing a lot more points or a lot more yards to the air. I just, I think, I believe in Kyle Shanahan as a coach, man. And I th- I know he's really, really good at getting his running backs involved and, and getting great production from his running backs. And I've, I think if he can control the clock, play great defense, I think the Niners have the edge. So to think,
0: the moment when I'm the one, That's picking the Vikings and the guy that had them in the NFC championship is picking against them. Let me, let me, let me have Paul Rudd speak about this one real quick.
1: Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. (laughs) <laughs> right. Who would have thought this would be the yeah, case? tables have turned. <laughs> Who would have thought
0: this would have been the case where Lance is the one defending the Vikings, Vikings. and picking them to fucking you're win? You're a slave to the moment, Lance. And Trevor, the NFC Championship guy, is yeah. saying that they're going to get taken out. Eddie. I, I win either way, though. Balance. The, if it was my prediction. you got to hedge your bet. you Yes, 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 yes. Eddie, make some balance here. Which side are you taking?
3: Okay, make some
0: balance. So
3: they're going to win and lose. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a tie, yeah. Now, uh... I'm going to pick the Vikings in this game. Uh, a, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's a dome team playing outside. Uh, well, what was it, week 13, week 14, the Falcons went out there to uh, San Francisco and showed everybody that pretty much dome teams can beat them in California. That yeah. just pretty much proved me that the Vikings have an actual shot at, oh, absolutely. at, at beating the, the, the San Francisco 14.
1: It's going to be a tough game.
3: Garoppolo, uh, <clears throat> though he is a, a – a decent quarterback. He's. I don't think he's a good, great quarterback. I'm he, not big on him. He. he I'm, I'm not big on him yeah. either. And uh, our prediction show, I wasn't even big on him then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and throughout this whole season, we've seen that the defense is the one that's actually carried them mm-hmm. to where they're at right now. Uh, because he hasn't been a, a big, big, big contributor. He's probably uh, – the Saints game, I think he was a, a big contrib- contributor. <laughs> but, I mean, he was sporadic. Uh, here and there, he wasn't uh, consistent. It yeah. took him about six weeks yeah. this season to really get going. Get, yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I think the Vikings are had the, the 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 momentum, the the, the hype train. I, I think they're the team that that wants it more than the Niners. I don't think the
1: Niners expected mm. to be here. I don't know about that, man.
3: I, I don't think the Niners expected to be here at the beginning of the season. I think
1: that all kind of changed when they were nine and zero.
3: Well, yeah, but, but but at the same time, you you, you kind of like you know like. Mm-hmm. Your mindset and everything, like well, yeah, they're all they're all new to it. Exactly. But so is
1: Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> I'm just saying Kirk Cousins no, haven't been here before I either. I get it but that's fair yeah. point. Yeah
3: I, yeah, I think just the Vikings are at, at a better time mm-hmm. uh than the than the 49ers. Uh to close the season they did struggle a little bit. For sure. The secondary the, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that defensive
1: front is scary. It's still though. scary, yeah, yes. Yeah. Those, uh, I think they're those one those of the best be defenses
3: in the, in the league. Yeah. But I, I think I think the, the Vikings are just the team. See the thing. The, the thing with me, though, the thing right with, with the
1: Saints game, the Saints played the offensive s- style that fell into the the up the, the gave The defense, the defensive side of the Vikings, the upper hand because they were depending on Drew Brees to make the plays with his arm, and that's what they wanted. They didn't want Kamara getting a lot of catches out of the backfield. They, they didn't want Kamara getting a lot of rushes, and they weren't feeding Kamara for some reason. I don't get it. That's how you beat the Vikings. You got to beat them underneath. They, they will So they're similar to us. They'll create pressure and, yeah. and, and try to get you to beat them over the top. And DeBrees is just not that guy anymore. He's, I mean, he, he does it every once in a while, but he's not the deep ball guy. He's not the guy – I mean, Michael Thomas is incredible.
3: And, 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 and I don't think uh, Kirkland is the entire think style. a deep guy either, but like, – like, uh, That's yet, how they won the game. Yeah. Yet, yet again, uh, I, I think uh, if we're comparing both quarterbacks, I think, I, I think they're – Neck and neck to each yeah, other. Yeah, I think they're players. the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I would her cousins. Uh, I yeah, yeah. think Garoppolo is a little bit um, Garoppolo lot of stakes, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Pulled exactly. on the ball way too long. Exactly. Too. So yeah. I, I just think Garoppolo might be a reason why the Vikings are going to be close in this game, mm. or. The reason the Vikings win. I I think he's going to be the reason that he makes it. He's probably going to make that mistake that's going to cost him that game.
1: It it comes down to time, whoever has the ball longer. For me, time possessions is huge because these two teams love to run the ball. Uh, the Niners run the ball a little bit better, even though I think the Vikings obviously have the better running back. Yes. But Dalvin Cook didn't really get off against the Saints, and this could be a game where he could definitely get off. And if he gets off against his Niners, which is a tough task, that's a tough front. But I think I just trust Shanahan's ability to get the running game going and get production, and that's when I think it's going to ultimately win the game. I do want to add this one part to this
0: because of the fact that I think it has context to why I feel confident about the Vikings. I think we would all agree that the Vikings are one of the best teams in the NFL. At running, the oh, ball. the roster yes. might be the okay. best. Okay. Yeah, and they they set up on the play action, the bootleg, things of that nature.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and two of the three losses. I'm gonna I'm gonna exclude the the loss to the Falcons because I feel like that was just a massive upset and it was like an any given Sunday type of thing for the Niners. I think if they play that game again, I think they smoke the Falcons. Mm-hmm. And I do think, to the defense of the Falcons, they're a better team than the record indicated. They were just underperformed this season. Um, they really came along as the season progressed. But if you look at the Seahawks' loss earlier in the year, um, and it was the overtime loss, uh, I think it was 24-21, to 21, and then they lost to the Ravens in that horribly just nasty weathered game in Baltimore, I think, 20-17. In both of those games, the 49ers gave up 140-plus rushing yards. And if we're going to sit here and respect the Vikings' rush attack, if they can get anything going on the ground – I feel like the Vikings have the upper hand because we have not yet seen yeah. against great teams like the Vikings we have to put them in that echelon right now. We have not seen them be able to counter that and find a way to beat those teams when those teams are playing well on the run side of things. So that's what to be that's what we need to be looking out for. If the Vikings are at 120 130 rushing yards going into the fourth quarter in the fourth quarter, I would be shocked that the Vikings aren't leading that game or that game isn't tied. So that's going to be where it gets, and that's the and you guys just talked about Jimmy G We've yet to see him in this type of situation because they're going to need him to make big plays. They're on the NFC side of things. They're not. The AFC is a lot lighter than the NFC is. They're going to have to make plays as a quarterback. That Vikings
1: linebacker core is ready for those running backs. Right, they will be ready. But I just, I think it's going to be more of a defensive. Who, who, which defense has the upper hand? Right.
3: That's what that that comes to my point where I said that it's going to come down to Jimmy G making that that mistake.
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So the next game after that is the Ravens hosting the Titans. Everyone is picking the Ravens, and look, I get it. They are the better team. For a good reason. They are at home. They have the MVP. They ran for more yards this season than anyone has and ever in a single season, ever. We're talking in a a league where everybody thinks they just throw the ball all the time. They set the single season rushing record. Think of that just for a second. Mm -hmm. They have a Hall of Fame head coach. They have a top-tier defense. What they don't have, they don't have the momentum. It'll be three weeks since Lamar has played in a game, Mark Ingram is hurt. Rust, Rust will play a factor in this game. In the NFL, we know that. When play, when teams are off for too long, Rust plays a factor because timing is everything. They do not have a big win. Think about this for a second. They haven't had a big win in six weeks. Buffalo was the last team that they, that you considered a good team that they've beaten. The Titans just ended the Patriot dynasty. The biggest thing the Ravens don't have of all of those things is Derek John Henry, and they don't have an answer for Derek John Henry. Much like the Chiefs, the Ravens run; they they have a, a more of a finesse, quicker style of defense, which is what Derek John Henry devours. And like I said before, the Patriots did everything they could to stop Derek John Henry, and he still flirted with two hundred yards. I think the Ravens are the better team but the Titans are hotter and are bringing the best running back in the playoffs with them. Give me the Titans ending a great Ravens season prematurely and therefore giving the chiefs an opportunity to host
1: the AFC championship for a second straight year. Give me the Titans. I got the Ravens winning by at least 12 points. And let me tell you why Um, the Titans want the kind of game plan. The Titans want to do is what they did against the Patriots. They're not going to be able to do that against the Ravens because the Ravens are actually going to be able to put up points. The Ravens are going to be tra- the Ravens are going to be forcing the Titans to trail because I think the Ravens are going to score early and I think they're going to score often because the corners of the Titans are not good. And I think the, and what, what the game changer, the diff, the biz, biggest glaring difference between the, the obviously the Patriots and, and uh, the team that blew out the Patriots, which was the uh, the Ravens, who they are about to face, is Lamar Jackson's ability to extend plays and chuck the ball down the field and find open guys down the field and, or, and, or use his legs. They didn't have to worry about any of that with Tom Brady. If, if if they would have faced any, any better offense in that Patriots game, there was a good chance the Titans lose that game. They're not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to run the ball as much as they wanted to. Like they did in that Patriots game against this Ravens team, because one, this Ravens defense right now might be better than that Patriots defense right now, because they were banged up in the middle of that game. And they all looked pretty old. And Tom Brady just was not competent in that game enough to, to put up points. Um, and they're coming into Baltimore, which is a tough place to play. Regardless if you want to talk about it, they do have a good home field. They have a very good crowd. Um, and if they put up points and Tan Hill's hearing that crowd on top of him and he's trailing and he, it's on him to make some big plays downfield to catch up. I do not I do not put my money on Tan Hill to go out there and win that game. I don't depend, I don't think they're gonna continue to run the ball uh if they're trailing by more than double digit points. I know they can try. We've seen it before. We've seen it with this Ravens team. They've put it on teams in bunches. Even when they even the second rematch with the uh with the with the Browns. The Browns jumped up early. Everyone thought, oh yeah, great. Now in the split second, Lamar Jackson had that team up by double digit points, just like that. And I just I don't, and that's a good Browns roster with a good defense and a lot of good talented players offensively and defensively. And I just don't think, I think this is a bad matchup for the Titans because they're not going to be able to do what they want to do. Like they get against the pats. And I think they're, they're riding a little high right now and they might be feeling themselves a little too much. And I think, I, I mean, you can say rust and you can say rhythm and that's definitely a factor with the, what the, with the, uh, you know, a team that's been rested, but also they're rested also, they didn't have to play a game. You know, their running back. Didn't have to run 30 plus times. They might not have the running back. That's fine. They have the, the third best running back in the league who also plays quarterback for them. I'm just saying that's that's a factor, man. His ability to extend plays is what would kill them. And Tom Brady couldn't do that, and they barely beat the Patriots. They barely beat the Patriots. It's not act like they went in there and mopped them up. They barely beat them. Okay. So no, I just I don't to, think to that, but, to that, to that point.
0: Um I, I've heard that a lot this week about, well, they only scored 14 points. For me, I look at
1: it like this. And that those points, that pick six is what kind of
0: made they, that. Score 14 that the goal, offensive
1: points is what I mean. That's what I'm saying.
0: Okay. To that point, I think we both would agree that Bill Belichick is the greatest defensive mind we've ever seen at the at the NFL level. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, with that considered, they also the Patriots whether they had this historically great defense, which I don't believe it is, it was a, an elite defense, and so they you have to give them credit for what they did. Also, the fact that this was Ryan Tannehill's first playoff game, it was Derrick Henry's first playoff game. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of firsts for the Titans. It was Mike Vrabel's first playoff game. There was a lot of firsts for this team. And they got that monkey off their back. So, to the point that I make about the, the Minnesota Vikings and how, you know, rolling into this, there was a lot of uncertainties. But once you win, you get that monkey off your back. That confidence builds, and what better way to gain confidence in the playoffs than to beat the greatest dynasty your 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 uh, sport has ever seen? Okay, you consider the greatest. And, dynasty, and, but- not, that's just a part of the point. though. I'm not saying that the, that the Patriots were the favorites, and they knocked. They were them the off. worst team in the playoffs. I don't disagree. My, okay. I'm talking about it from a confidence perspective. Okay, is you beat a legacy, not not the greatest team, but the viewpoint of Vrabel beat his 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 coach. Okay, the team he played for, and Ryan Tannehill first playoff game ever. Derrick Henry's first playoff game ever. They win that game. They're going on the road again, knowing they're the underdog. There's something to be said about a team like that, knowing no one's expecting us to be where we're at. No one picked us to be where that's except Lance. And they are in a position to upset the arguably the best team in the NFL. And to that point, Lamar Jackson has yet to prove himself in the playoffs. We have yet to see Lamar Jackson play well in the playoffs. Yeah. Am I lying? I mean, think about that for a second. So the Titans are the team that are coming in with the momentum. We cannot deny that. There was a three-week gap between the Ravens having an actual game, and when was the last time you talked about the Ravens would pour it on teams? When was the last time that the Ravens poured it on a good team?
1: I don't really care about that. That has has validity to the argument, though. Dude, the Titans barely made the playoffs. Why can like, we quit acting like they're the hottest team? They were not the hottest team coming in the playoffs. That would be the Ravens because they won seven straight H- games to go into oh, the playoffs. Hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. Who led the league in second half points this season? I don't
1: care about that. Dude, they barely made the that playoffs has no, okay. in, in a weak division. The
0: Titans started the season two and four, Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm.
1: No, really at right not, now.
0: Good, I'm not they were kind of like, two
1: and four. Okay, but we've seen them have some really bad losses, you know, Colts losses, and we've seen them Division opponents. Okay, in a shitty division. did they they, they should have the, the Chiefs lost to the Chargers last year. Okay, but we I'm saying that you, you're going to lose the
0: vision games because those teams know you better than anyone. My point
3: is this: I'm just saying,
1: I think the talent is so lopsided in this game. There's so much more talent on both sides of the field for the Ravens. I think that's going to be the ultimate result. There. Uh, what, what do you got, Eddie? What do you think in this uh, game?
3: I think it's definitely going to be a, for me. I think it's going to be a closer game than a lot of people think. Uh, but I, I'm going to pick the Ravens uh, just because they're they're the Ravens. They're they're, they're uh, they get they have the uh, league MVP in their in their ranks. A pretty good coach too. Yeah, a pretty good coach. <laughs> he's all right. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we know that the that the Ravens can run the ball. Uh, yes, if Mark Ingram doesn't play, or if he plays, he might be limited. Who knows? But you still have, like Trevor said, the third best running back in in the league, <laughs> and he's your quarterback.
0: Mark, having Mark Ingram on the field though definitely helps Lamar
1: Jackson. Yeah, it with it that. helps a, a lot, lot, lot of his Obviously, runs or RPOs. It, 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 will increase, and, and, it
3: will increase his care. It, will, it will increase Lamar Jackson's. And his tight
1: banged up too. That's a big yeah. developing. Andrews right is now. banged up. He has yeah. a bad ankle right now. Yeah. That's so,
3: huge
0: though. Yeah. Marshall Yonder's banged up. Like they, it's not like the Ravens just, are coming into this game healthy.
3: No, I I know, but I but I think they have the better offense going up against that D- yeah. the Titans defense. They're uh, better on both sides. Of the Ravens the yeah. are the better team. There's no question exactly, about that. Yeah. Uh, but I guess yes, Marcus I see point T- about them being a little rusty from for not playing what two, two three weeks. That's three weeks.
1: No, a cool uh, story and all, but I just yeah. a cool I, story. I just don't.
3: I just don't believe in Tannehill. It uh, you can't rely on Derek Henry running every week, fucking thirty plus. Why not?
1: Because, because when you're trailing, you're not going to go run that much.
0: Okay, but that's the point. Is the Titans don't play a style where they let they let teams blow them out. When was the last time you saw we the were, Titans? We got, were
1: up double digits against them, and Tannehill is the Dang, reason. And Tannehill. I, was, it wasn't Derrick Henry; is the reason they came back. Tannehill was the one that destroyed yeah. us that game.
0: I understand. I'm not trying to make it sound like the, the Titans every single week of the season have balled out. I'm saying in yeah, the current the
1: streaky teams in the league, in the
0: current stature of things right now, as it stands, because six seven weeks ago, we're saying the Patriots would have no doubt beat the Titans, yeah. okay, and then look I mean, last okay, week, where, people where, were picking where you, the Titans.
1: You, okay, what part of the game do you does the Titans have the advantage? Running? How? Okay, out of the, out of the, okay. As far as the pure running back goes, sure. But p- running production, the Ravens are right there with them, dude. Yeah. Okay so, so it's neck and neck with the running outside back. of that outside of that the so,
0: Ravens have the advantage everywhere So else. break down everything I broke down I did not say one time that the Titans are the better team I'm going to sorry, this. So like they have winning. a better coach. Bec- I just explained it because of the momentum they're carrying into this game. The fact that the Ravens are coming into this game with an ex- excess amount of rust, they do. They probably will not have their starting running back who averaged five yards of carry Mo- this okay, season. Same the
1: momentum, they barely beat the Patriots. Who it might- doesn't matter how you win or how much you win, yeah. you won. Okay, so why why are you using about how the how the Ravens won then? I didn't say it that. was the last time they blew anybody out? Because they you broke that up. That was your point. You said no, but you they've know. been rolling on teams. I said, well, name the last good team they rolled on.
0: Okay, but they won. They How won. is that the momentum? The, yeah, I didn't see it, guys. I'm not saying the Ravens don't have any momentum. I said the Titans. You cannot. You guys cannot seriously argue with me right now. No. Who has more momentum right but now? The Ravens. You're tell me right now the Ravens have more momentum going into this game. No, than the they're one
1: is the the Saints are the better team between them and the Vikings. Okay, so, won. so okay, so does the Texans have the advantage because they have momentum after they just won? Yeah, no, they, they have momentum. The Texans absolutely. They're,
0: they're the Ryan, as it currently stands, you can <laughs> but make the, As it currently stands, you can make the case that Texans have more momentum in this game than the Chiefs do.
1: They absolutely do. There is no question How? about they that. They barely squeaked out a shitty ass game. But those
0: are the type of victories that unify teams. We see the, the Giants I'm both so times. Well, in two thousand seven and twenty eleven, when the Giants won the Super Bowl, guess what the records were in both those seasons. Nine and seven, dude. They had a squeak out an the,
1: OT game against a quarterback who's never played. When the Packers,
0: before. when the Packers won the Super Bowl in twenty ten, you know what their record was? Nine and seven. Dude, I don't care. You're really gonna compare a, a,
1: a, a Aaron <laughs> Rodgers
0: led team to the Tannehill led? No, Titans? my point. No, my point is this: is that those teams, in all respects, were not the better team in any of their matchups. And they still won. I, 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 I that's the it. point. It's a team sport. I'm not talking about individual players. I'm talking about team
3: aspect.
1: I hope uh, the Titans I, win, but I just yeah, can't see I, it. I, man. I
3: get the point that you want the, the Chiefs to host another FC championship. It's not even about here. what I want. It's <laughs> not even what no, I want.
1: That's what you want, though.
3: Isn't that? Absolutely. F- you don't want that? <laughs> I Shit, do. I'm trying to go to Arrowhead. I'm trying to go to Arrowhead twice. I do. And I think you're
1: being a little biased. That's why. Because of that. But, so anything I said right now was unfair. No, I'm not saying, but I, I question the momentum that you're claiming yes, that they have. That, I don't think I don't, think, the
3: thing, I don't think they're like a, they're
1: like a big rolling stone because they just beat a team who laid an egg in Miami and lost to the Dolphins. I, the Patriots were the worst team in the playoffs coming into okay, the playoffs. How many Outside, Maybe still, the maybe the Bills
0: were, were, the, were the Patriots or were the Patriots not five point favorites in that game? Dude, you, oh. Okay, but your point is exactly it doesn't
1: matter because underdogs. You just win got all some, time. You guys just got some pre- in Vegas talking about. They know what they're talking Dude, about. We all agree. Well, no, but we, I had the Patriots winning. Yes, but we all. Okay, but when I said that, we all agreed that the Titans were the better team. We did. Right. We also I acknowledge that they were the better team. But I, but I team. didn't pick the Titans because they
0: were the better team. I picked the Titans because I felt like they were picking the, Pats the yeah. Because the Pats
3: suck.
0: Because the Pats
1: suck, dude. So we're I, picking, I don't we're, disagree with we're, that. We're, we're picking the better team. Yeah, the, the Ravens are the best team in the NFL right now.
0: Right. But my point remains, they have not played meaningful football in almost a month. Okay. That plays a factor and the fact they will probably not have Mark Ingram. Andrews is hurt, who is the number one target downfield from Lamar Jackson. And you have to
1: think that the Rust is why, going okay, to play a factor. Why did the Titans struggle this recent matchup against Deshaun Watson? Because Deshaun Watson can extend plays. Exactly. And who extends plays better than Deshaun Watson? But Mark. to That's that awesome. point, Deshaun Watson knows the Titans because they play him twice a year. Dude, okay, but this is the Titans team that he's gonna face is gonna be one of the worst teams he's faced all year. I'm Outside maybe the 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 the, the wait, 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 Browns. You, hold on, hold on. The did Dolphins. You, did you
0: just say that the Ravens are going to be facing one of the worst teams they faced all year this
1: week? No, yes. The Dolphins. No, I'm. i said one of them. I, you didn't even let me finish my saying. The Bengals. The Bengals. Okay, the, Dolphins. Okay. The, the Titans are better. Okay. Bengals. <laughs> as far as the as far as the playoff goes, <laughs> the outside maybe the Texans. Maybe the Texans. But I think Take the Texans. Back, bro. I actually think the Texans would match up better with the, with the Ravens. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> as far as the playoff teams left in the playoff matchups. I don't what are, understand what's so, so funny.
0: So, I was so, trying no, 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 so okay, so let me understand. Uh, let me understand this. You think that the Titans are one of the worst teams the Ravens will face? I'm, I'm meaning in the playoffs, right? Oh, okay. now. Oh, okay. So, okay, that's like, any, fair. That oh, would I won't disagree with that. Like, I would say maybe <laughs> even if the Patriots are still in here, maybe think, maybe the Seahawks would be an easier matchup for the okay, Ravens. Okay, so
1: you you would agree that the Patriots are a much better defense than the Titans this year. It's not even close. The answer is yes. So I answer it for you. Um. So so yeah. So what going going into the going playoffs? Into the playoffs? No. Into the going into the playoffs? No. What do you mean? Going into the playoffs? The Titans defense has not been
0: good all year. It's been no, so I'm, I'm mediocre. Saying, okay, but to that point, and they absolutely destroyed the Patriots. Okay, but defense. to that point, the Patriots gave up twenty seven points in a must win game in week seventeen to the Dolphins. Right. Sure. One of the worst offenses in down the stretch. So I'm saying yeah. Uh, and, and how many
1: points offensively did the ev- Titans put on them? Every
0: argument I fourteen. Every argument I'm making though is about how the teams are playing going into the
1: matchup. Do you think that they can go in there and score fourteen total offensive points and beat the Ravens? No, I don't think so. I know not, not so. but, to, That's but, no no but hold on. That, possible. But to that
0: point, I don't think the Titans are only going to score 14 points. The, the Ravens' defense is better than Pats at this look, point.
1: I just, just, remember just remember I'm saying this. Just because, because sniping dude, them. Them. the, the it,
0: Titans, since Rand Tannehill became their
1: quarterback, were averaging 30 points a game. And they're a great second half scoring point. So even if they get in a deficit, I get that. But, dude, that they've been facing inferior teams. They haven't been facing the Ravens. If, okay, let me ask you a question before we go to break. Because then we're, we're going to extend
0: our – uh, our uh, division uh, prediction show, uh, prediction segment to another segment because we've just drawn this out. <laughs> Sorry. If the Patriots would have scored another touchdown in that game against the Titans, you don't think that the Titans could have scored another touchdown? No. I don't know. They looked they shitty.
1: That. Outside of Derrick Henry, t- Tannehill couldn't do bad. anything, bro. Tannehill I'm not, I'm get, not saying Tannehill had, had a
0: great game. Him. You're telling me, though, right now, you don't yeah, think that Derrick Henry some could run. drive them down the field yeah. one more time. I don't know. That game oh. was so back and forth. I honestly didn't know who was going to win until the final minutes. I know. And so again, the, and in, like, okay, the okay. inexperiences of the Titans showed, last minute drive
3: and they, they prevailed.
1: So my I point, just, though, is, is against, that against going, the
3: Patriots. Just, we're uh, acting
1: like the Patriots weren't a 12-win team, no, though. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know that that's not the Ravens, dude.
0: I, okay, you guys are acting like I'm sitting here saying, hey, guys, the Patriots were the, better, the uh, better than the Ravens, and look at the Titans beat them. Never said that. Dude. The Ravens, to clarify, I'll say this in English, okay, okay. not in any other language. The Ravens are the better team in this game. Okay, but we, but we the team that's playing better football and is actually not in sync okay. is how... the Titans. Okay. Okay. Yes, the Ravens. Of...
1: The Ravens are the better team and a worse matchup. So how do you have the Titans winning this game? Yes. I, do I have to break it down for a fourth time? Oh my god, dude!
0: Because of the fact. That the Ravens are going to have rust factor. They have not played a
1: meaningful I, game in almost you, you two months. Yeah. Not from the sample well, size. That's after. what a prediction is, Trevor. Oh my god! But not. From, <laughs> I think this <laughs> is going <laughs> to happen. but, Lance, but, but I'm, right, I'm, I'm going. I'm going I'm going off the factual things we've seen all year from this team. I'm not banking on Lamar being rust, rusty. He's a young dude, he's ready to go. This team wait, wants
0: to win. But dude. to that point, can you say with all confidence Lamar Jackson is going to play the same way he did in the regular season? So you're telling me this team, the team
1: coming yes off or no? You're telling me the team coming off of a slobber knocker with an ugly ass win that had to grind out every inch of their their being to just to win against the Pats is going to have the upper hand momentum-wise against a team who's been resting for 3 weeks? Yes. Okay. I, Absolutely. Who's the much Lamar, better team? Uh, answer, now answer my question. Do you have 100% certainty that Lamar's going to
0: play the same way he did all season because you know that he's played in the playoffs? Um, going off the MVP season, he's had? Yes. I'm going to go with the size. So, so, so going off his body work in the playoffs to this point of his career, you could say that with you all certainty. You want to talk about Tannehill's sense. playoff success? Trevor, should the Ravens have beaten the Chargers in the playoffs last year? What does that have to do with anything? That's like- the only game we have of Lamar's playoff career. Okay, and Tannehill did what last week? <laughs> Dude, you're not. You're missing the point no, you're, here. You're, no, you're, comp- can't. you're comparing the Dude, quarterbacks. Yeah. The you're, the no, is you're just you're you're bringing up the certainty of it's what Lamar is going to do. I'm saying based upon the body of work of what we have of, at this stage, not the regular season. You know, it's a different beast. Okay. You know, it's a different beast. What we've seen of Lamar is an absolute choke job. So bad they almost put Joe Flacco in the game last season. Okay. Last okay. season. What? So how do you know with any certainty Lamar Jackson's going to play at an MVP level in this game? Okay. How do okay. you know listen, that? Listen, listen, I, 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 understand the, I understand
1: you bringing up Lamar from last year. That doesn't make any sense to me because that was his rookie year. It's a only has playoff he not game. Him, has he not progressed this year, though? It's not pro- whole fair, enough, fair enough. Before we go to the break, before we go to the break, real quick, real quick. One minute.
0: Before I say this, before I say that, here, here's the thing. Mahomes, we know that he can play well in the playoffs. Why? because he did it last season, right? That was his first season as a starter. Sure. I can say Lamar has questions about his playoff performance because of what I saw last season in the playoffs. But you're banking on Tannehill to get it done. I didn't say, t- say Tannehill was going to win the, the game for him. Titans, I said it isn't the fucking quarterback position that's going to win the game. It's a team. Oh my God. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Wasteland Society, an apparel brand inspired by the underground, the weird, the youth, post-punk, 80s and 90s pop culture, And the idea of living life on the opposite end of the spectrum to the fullest. Hand printed in Kansas City using an eco-friendly printing process on sweatshop-free garments that are ethically made in the USA. Find them. We are Wasteland Society on Instagram. This is the Spoken Podcast. Back at it again for segment number five. I am your host Lance Twidwell here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, motherfucking Trevor Twidwell. What up, people? And Eddie Ortiz. Is it it segment six? (laughs) I, I believe
3: I'm believe so. i skipping chapters over it here, is man. Six. It is six. It's six. All right, six.
0: It's, it's yes, it's uh, segment six. I'm sorry, we're just a little discombobulated because even after the break, we were still going at it for that debate. And that was a really fun time. You eat baby. Uh, definitely eat, let us know.
3: Is, this is a this how, segment was recorded two hours after the uh, <laughs> last
0: segment. Yeah, we had a two piece special after that. We and Trevor <laughs> went outside and traded blows for eight minutes, like a Rocky movie. It's like we were teenagers. So again, let's get, let, let's let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it for the other two matchups. They're going to be on Sunday. Of the divisional round. Chiefs versus Texans. Let's go. Which I'm sure there's a few people that are listening to this podcast. We can finally fucking agree on this one, I think. (laughs) Well, don't, don't, you know, (laughs) let's wait. I jinxed it. I've officially titled this game, because I have like these names for these certain games, the Backyard Bowl. Because both of these quarterbacks in this matchup are the two best, besides maybe Russell Wilson, at creating these downfield miraculous... And insanely how-the-fuck-did-they-do-it type of plays, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are two of the most exciting players we have ever seen at the quarterback position, and they're both in their early 20s, and this is the Backyard Bowl. I think this is a type of game that could have some serious highlights. A ton of talk has gone into this matchup regarding the Week 6 result. From the Chiefs having several starters out and key players hurt, to the Texans feeling like they made a statement by winning the game, I compare the situation that the Chiefs and Texans currently share to the Heat and Bulls of the early 2010s. It seemed as as every every season, the Derrick Rose-led Bulls beat the LeBron James-led Heat during the regular season. They made it seem as if they were the better team, but every single time they faced in the playoffs, the Heat not only beat the Bulls, they beat the Bulls. Let's make something very clear here. The game in Week 6 matters. It matters to the Texans, and that should matter, period. Regardless of who was missing for the Chiefs, the Texans took that W and ran with it. But like LeBron, Mahomes will turn it on when it matters the most. Now, here's some facts for you guys going into this matchup, because you think of Deshaun Watson, you think, oh, that's a high-scoring offense, right? Well, since the Texans scored 31 in that game against the Chiefs in Week 6, They've only scored more than 27 in a game since then one time. And here's a stat for you when it comes to the matchup side of this thing. Because Deshaun Watson, although he is insanely deadly, the Texans and how they win or how they lose is hinging upon a lot of times on how they protect Deshaun Watson. And reason why I say that, in Deshaun Watson's entire career, the Texans are 10-0 and 0 when he doesn't get sacked multiple times in a game. So it's one or less. They are 10 and 0. But when Deshaun Watson gets sacked more than once in a game, the Texans are 15 and 15. In other words, the Chiefs better get to him because in week six, they barely touched the guy. Yep. We didn't have a single sack. Deshaun Watson is a top five NFL quarterback. So most times he will be the better quarterback in their matchup on a weekly basis. That's not the case this week. On the Chiefs' side, they always have the best quarterback in their weekly matchup, which obviously gives the best their best chance to win. This matchup, however, won't come down to the quarterbacks because although Mahomes is superior to Watson, it's not as much of a drop-off as it is between the rosters and coaching staffs. The Chiefs have allowed 116 yards rushing from Carlos Side in the Week 6 matchup. Since then, the Chiefs' defense has allowed two 100-yard rushers, and it was to Derek John Henry – and Josh Jacobs, two of the best running backs in football today. So looking at this matchup, looking at both of these teams, again, the quarterback positions, although Mahomes is the better quarterback, they are essentially, I believe, going to wash each other out in this one. I don't think that either one of them are going to just completely outplay the other one. I think that Mahomes will have the better game. But I think the difference, the ultimate difference in this one is the fact that the Chiefs will have the superior roster – They will be at home again. They have the revenge factor in play. They have the much better coaching staff. And although I will admit the Texans do have a little momentum coming into this game, and we just talked about in this last segment, they do. They feel really good about themselves. They survived a a massive deficit, 16-0 deficit against the Bills. They came back, won in front of their home crowd. They're going to be playing in the elements too. And I don't know if I trust an offense that's relying on Deshaun Watson running all over the field and trying to find somebody open to beat the Chiefs in their house. The Texans only averaged 23 points a game this season. That's not good. And Will Fuller, although very effective and very deadly downfield, also has a drop problem because against the Chiefs, if we want to talk about that matchup in week six, he dropped three touchdowns in that Chiefs game. So they're relying on Will Fuller to come here, hobbled with an injury already to come in there and play savior of sorts. Now, DeAndre Hopkins is a top five wide receiver. and It's not even debatable. But the way I see the Chiefs attacking this deep the, the Texans offense on the defensive side, they're going to give Deshaun as much pressure as possible on a constant basis. And I think that they're willing to live with the, the idea or the notion that Deshaun or DeAndre Hopkins can get himself a seven to ten catch game. Because we've seen throughout the season that DeAndre Hopkins have a late start to a game, play really well, and the Texans still lose. So although DeAndre Hopkins is great. I don't think he plays as much of a factor in the totality of things if the Chiefs are getting to Deshaun Watson. I do believe that the, te- the Texans are going to attack downfield early and often to try to get that early because, like we talked about early in the show, they are one of the worst offenses in the NFL when it comes to first half, let alone first quarters. 47 total points they scored in the first quarter of this season. Yep. Late starters – They have a horrible offensive line. They rely solely on Deshaun Watson to save them every single week. This is not the type of game that I believe that Deshaun Watson can single-handedly save them from. They go down 16-0 against the Chiefs. They're not surviving that because Patrick Mahomes is not going to allow that to take place. Andy Reid has been notorious, especially this season, what has drove me fucking crazy to take his foot off the gas. I actually do not see Andy Reid doing that this week. I actually think the Chiefs are going to flirt with 40 points in this game because of the fact that Texans on the defensive side are one of the worst defenses in the NFL and giving up yards per play. In fact, they are the worst in the NFL at that. And here's the biggest part for the Chiefs on the offensive side. The Chiefs are the best team in the NFL on third-down conversions, and the Texans are the worst defense in the NFL in giving up third-down conversions. This is a recipe for disaster. The Chiefs are going to absolutely beat the living Christ out of the Texans this week, and I feel so confident about that. In fact, I'm going to go it even further. I'm going to parlay this one. I think that the Chiefs are going to have their biggest victory against a good team this season this week. I think they're going to absolutely embarrass the Texans. I think the Texans have an opportunity to score points, but it's not going to matter because the Chiefs are going to come into this game feeling great about themselves, and they know they're the better team. They have the revenge factor, and they finally have the six starters that did not play
1: in the week six matchup. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to piggyback right off that heat, man. I 100% agree with you. I think this is I'm going to start off right now with my main point. I think this is going to be a blowout. Um, I think this is going to be the most offensive, impressive game the Chiefs have all had all year. Um, I wouldn't even call the Texans a good team because I don't think they're a good team. I think they've only won games off the absolute heroics and will, sheer will of, of Deshaun Watson, who I think is an absolutely incredible talent and is a top five, top three quarterback in this league already. Um, but without him, man, they're, they're, they're nowhere close to sniffing the playoffs. Um, and they, like you said, if they, if they go down in a 16-0 hole against this Chiefs team, it's not – it's not going to look good, man. It's not had no chance. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think we're going to win by easily by double digits. I think this you, you remember that feeling that we had in that second quarter against the Raiders when we almost like had it like a little feel like, man, is this going to be a game? And all of a sudden that second quarter happened. I think that's how it's going to feel when the game starts. I think we're going to come out the gates like that because that leads right to my main point, the point that I, that some people have called me crazy for having. It's kind of conspiracy, con, you know, kind of conspiratorial as far as like it's. A conspiracy goes as far as what I've said about Andy Reid holding plays back and having things up his sleeve, um, because I think that's I think that's what it's been all year. Because I think our offense has been too vanilla this year. We've been winning games with just a vanilla offense. We haven't had we haven't seen any trick plays at all. We saw a little teaser against the Patriots because we wanted to make a statement, and win that game against them, and not and not lose to them in Foxborough again. Um, so I felt it was necessary. So we needed to show a little bit there, but we haven't put much on tape, man. Um, if you watch every Chiefs game this year, go back and watch the film, even go watch the highlights. Nothing special, man. We've gotten some guys in space. We got Tyreek Hill in space. We got Travis Kelsey, his catches up the seam. Uh, we got Nicole Hardman in, in space and let him just make yak. We haven't had any real, a lot of like trickery. We haven't had a lot of double in routes, fake double in routes and, and, and not, not a lot of major play action fakes, any, no look passes, any trickery from Mahomes, really, um, we haven't seen a lot of challenges downfield as much as we saw last year, and I think that I think we're going to see a lot of that this weekend. I think we're going to blow the doors wide open in this game as soon as it starts, and I think we're going to absolutely rip the hearts out and the and the absolute the will that any of them had momentum wise coming into this weekend in Arrowhead, and I think we're going to have the crowd involved right away, and I don't think there's going to be any looking back.
3: I just kind of go off with you guys. Uh, I also have the Chiefs winning this game. I, I don't think it's going to be like an extreme blowout, like a forty point uh, performance by the Chiefs. I don't think it's going to be that high. Uh, probably they'll probably get into the 30s maybe i don't think they'll even scrape the i don't think they'll they'll touch the 40s at all uh yes uh i'll agree the texans are just nothing i think we were talking before uh this segment we we all agreed that Texans were the worst football team in the playoffs uh, and that's just i mean obviously the Titans kind of proved that in Week Seventeen. Obviously, yes, the the uh, the Texans didn't play their their starters or whatnot. They were resting them. They were they weren't playing for anything anymore since the Chiefs had already gotten the second seed. Uh, but Deshaun Watson, you you can't you can't just take him out of the equation. Uh, he's he's been a great great uh, quarterback for the Texans throughout this whole season. Uh, he's been like Trevor said. He's he's the reason why they've won some. I of think he still has a good game. Yes. He's, I think he's going to have a great game. Not, yeah. not just. I think he's going to have a great game. He's going to be competing with mm, Mahomes. Maybe. I think they're him and Mahomes are just going to be th- uh, trading blows. I, yeah. I honestly think that. But the, the there's a main factor here that uh, Will Fuller. He's a he's a game time decision, and I honestly think he's not going to play this weekend. Hmm. I don't think he's playing. Uh, they've confirmed that it's a, it
1: is going to be a game time decision. If he does, but, I think he's more of a decoy than anything.
3: Yeah, uh, then that would open up Hopkins a lot more for sure. Yeah, so at at, at, at that uh, it's if an that happens, offensive. yeah, so if, if wolford is out, you can double team uh, uh, Hopkins, and you're pretty much taking all the options that uh, Watson has downfield, deep
1: downfield, right?
3: So. If that happens, I think the Chiefs will will win by double digits. If they if they take those those weapons and they take Deshaun Watson out from throwing deep, yeah, it's it's not even going to be a close. It's not going to be a close game. Well, and you know, let's not let's all. not pretend and like let's the running game. The running game's not even there for the Texans. They're going to rely on Carlos Hyde. Yes, I they get depend it. On, he, on that heavily. And, yeah, he's, and, he's and yes, his... I, get, I get it. He had all, yeah. over 100 yards against the Chiefs in Week Six. Week six yeah, we, we, yep. but it's not the same defense. Right. We, we didn't have Chris Jones that game. Right. Yes, he's on the injury Or Anthony court, Hitchens. Or Anthony Hitchens. Really yes, did, he's, yeah. on the, he's on the. We didn't really court, have Frank Clark either. I don't think he's really injured. Right. So, and and then you obviously you had the absence of Eric Fisher. Obviously. A lot of people are like, well, it's Eric Fisher. And yes, for what it's I worth, get, Sammy Watkins. Well, exactly. Ty, Tyra Matthew
1: hadn't caught a stride at that time yet either. And, and Sammy Watkins was right. also
3: out. Right. And, and so it was uh, Tyreek Hill's first game back. He only played half the snaps. Played half the yeah. snaps. So, And let's not it's pretend. A, it's a completely different matchup than week six. Yeah,
0: and let's not pretend like Deshaun Watson had a great game in week six. No. He did complete Rushing. seventy. He did complete seventy percent of his passes, mm-hmm. but he threw two interceptions in that game too, yeah. and he should have had a third. And so he ran
1: a couple touchdowns. I know.
0: I, I get it. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying that Deshaun it was his fifth lowest rating of the season. Right. And again, Will Fuller did drop a couple you know dimes that Deshaun yeah, put on them. Three but the point is, defense. if if they make those same type of mistakes in this game, they're not. They don't have a chance. And as slow of a starter as they are. That is a recipe for disaster for a team that's coming into Kansas City because of the fact that I don't – Therese Paler said it perfectly. I'm so glad Trevor brought it up. I 100% believe that – and James Palmer reported it to uh, yesterday about how this – the AFC Championship loss has still been eating at Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of guy I want on my team, yeah. a dude that lets those type of victories – continue to piss him off because if he was okay and content like oh we well, had a great season yeah, and i'm not sword. really upset about it you know like i made that. peace with yeah. it fuck that yeah. this yeah. dude is pissed he's like we should have been the fucking super bowl and like uh uh there was a couple i forget the podcast uh, adam or Lafoe or i forget his name i feel so bad Lefko. adam okay. Leftco. Yeah, yeah yeah he has an awesome podcast he knows a lot of the chiefs players and he talked about how he has talked to several chiefs players and i could probably name the guys just by guessing but he said that they were so pissed at losing in that game because of the fact that they were of 100% belief they would have given got another shot at the Rams. They just smoked them. And you know what? I agree with them because they were ready. They were the type of... The, there's a reason why that game was the most exciting game in NFL history because Patrick Mahomes did everything he possibly could to win that game and they still lost i have a hard time believing that patrick mahomes throws another six touchdowns against the rams and they lose yeah. i would pick the chiefs on a neutral field in 2018 even with the
3: bad defense I thought do five turnovers as well. exactly so yeah.
0: my my point is yeah. this team the chiefs are not i'm just telling you right now i don't want to sound like i know the future the Chiefs are not losing this game, no. and I don't care if they're playing the Ravens this week. The, the Chiefs are not going to be outside of the opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Chiefs, they're doing everything if they the Chiefs can. Lose do. this
3: game is because
1: Andy became too conservative, and that's not going to yeah. happen this week. I'm telling you right now. I think now, Trevor has a point with this whole. I'm telling you, I know, it, some it, stuff I know it sounds very. Whether I agree conspir- with it or not, It sounds very conspiratorial. But I mean, I, I know Andy Reid, bro. I, we've watched him since he's been here. Even when Alex Smith was here, we had so we, we would do so much trickery, pre-snap trickery so much fake so much different things he would do so many different twists and turns he would have guys running in circles pre-snap adjustments throwing guys off having the decent defense constantly guessing we've been vanilla almost all year man i know we've been dealing with injuries but we've grinded out so many games in the way that we never really did before even with alex smith yeah um but i just i true i truly believe that we're going to come out it watch i i'm almost i'm almost willing to put money on it on our first possession we're going to see some things and be like whoa like, what was that? Like, I don't care if it's like a, a toss to Travis Kelsey, he throws the ball or something tricky. I'm telling you, something that we're going to see some things in this game that we're going to guarantee a win for our fans. Think he's going to throw them off. Think,
3: sorry. No, you think Tyron Matthew would, like, want to beat their – Absolutely. Whole team in, in the playoffs? Yeah. He, he's yeah, an absolute yeah, like killer. He doesn't get. I mean, he
0: wasn't, he wasn't with the Texans for a long period of time and he get I drafted know, but, by them or anything. But, but I, he knows, I, Deshaun. He yeah. knows against, Deshaun. He practiced against Deshaun for an entire year. I, I'm going to say this, though, and we're going to move on to the final game of the of the weekend. <clears> um. And this might sound crazy, and in fact, it it is. Um, I am of the belief that Sammy Watkins is going to repeat his playoff performance of last season. In last 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 postseason, Sammy Watkins had 10 receptions for 176 yards. I think he gets that again.
1: Yeah, I think Sammy
0: Watkins, and and don't ask me to explain why because I couldn't explain last year Mm -hmm. because he was not that wide receiver all season long. Right, just like I can't explain why week one of this year outperformed his entire season for the remaining thirteen games. When we needed him, the Chiefs are absolute for some weird reason in games like this. Sammy Watkins, you saw that Patriots game. If it wasn't for Sammy Watkins, the Chiefs don't score twenty points in that game, let alone thirty-one. And Sammy Watkins absolutely balled out when the Chiefs needed him to. When Tyreek Hill was getting doubled, when Travis Kelsey wasn't finding ways to get open, Sammy Watkins emerged. And I think that's what's going to happen. And and I'll double down on this. I'm playing on the secondary, guys. I think McCole Hardman's going to make a name for himself. I really do. I said this in the Patriots game. You saw that. That was, at that point, the biggest game of the season for the Chiefs. He goes up and he didn't have a big stat game. He had that one big play. And he made himself a name. He did that on the primetime television, and I think he does that again. I'm not saying he's going to ball out the full postseason. Mm -hmm. I think McCall Hardman is going to repeat what he did this season. Short sample size, big, big rewards for what he does. Gets on the field, gets one catch for a 45-yard touchdown. I think that happens this week. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens in the AFC Championship as well. So we're going to leave it right there because we can obviously talk Chiefs forever. we got one more game to talk about. Going to be honest with you, it's not going to be the most exciting matchup, in my opinion. I think there are some storylines that they could try to force down our throats. At the end of the day, the Packers, to me, although they did get the two seed, and you know they deserve to be where they're at, and the Seahawks were my Super Bowl favorite, This this matchup I could really see in this being another boring game. I can really see in this, I can see this be a 17-14 type of game where both defenses hold both offenses. It's going to come down to who can who can make the big play. And Russell Wilson at this time right now, I think I don't know how Trevor feels about this. I think at this current time, Russell Wilson is the better quarterback between him and Aaron Rodgers. I think that he's the younger player. I think right now Aaron Russell Wilson's playing barely better football at this current time. And although the Seahawks are not loaded with talent on the offensive side. I think, I think he's got better weapons than even Aaron Rodgers does, even with Devontae Abs included. Aaron Jones is a lot like the Titans. I'm not saying that Brian Tannehill and Aaron Rodgers are the same quarterback, but you can make the case that Tannehill had a better season than Aaron Rodgers. And the point remains that those two teams are make or break based upon the run games. If Aaron Jones does not have a big game, the Packers don't win. It's been I think it's been seven straight games now that Aaron Rodgers hasn't thrown for 250 yards. Yeah, that's that is a, un- that's, but, We've never seen that from okay, him before. But, and, and so my point, though, in, in this matchup is that Aaron Jones, unless he has a monstrous game, I don't think even in Lambeau, The Packers are going to be able to manufacture enough offense to survive a team that almost prides themselves in winning ugly games like the Seahawks do. I'm sure the Seahawks would rather win games a little bit further apart. But for some weird reason, the Schottenheimer lineage loves to run the shit out of the football. And Brian Schottenheimer, I think, is going to try to do the exact same thing in Lambeau. And as crazy as it sounds, I think it's going to work. I am going to continue to believe in the Seahawks. I think they win an extremely close, low-scoring, ugly, muddy game in Green Bay this
1: week. Trevor, what do you got? I think the Packers score over 30 points because I think the Seahawks' defense is shit. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to show who, uh, who he is again. Um, the fact that Aaron Rodgers had down numbers this year was intentional. Um, that was a, that was due to the coaching change and the scheme change. Offensively, they've been an extremely run-heavy team. Um, that's why his numbers have dipped, but he, he still has a, an absolutely great touchdown to, uh, to interception ratio. Um, still does his thing when he's called upon. He's been without his number one weapon for at least, I think, four weeks this year. Didn't have Devontae Adams for four weeks this year. Um, that's a big blow. Um, so they, uh, naturally, they gravitated to the running game. The running game has been absolute nails this year. Aaron Jones has been an absolute beast. Jamal Williams has been an absolute beast when called upon to fill the shoes of Aaron Jones. Um, I, 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 the coaching aspect is the only thing that gives me pause because I think Seahawks obviously have the the coaching advantage, but I, I'm putting my money on, in my mind, who I think is the greatest talent I've ever seen at quarterback and Aaron Rodgers. Um, I just, everything inside me, I, I, I understand this could be a slow burnout game grinder kind of game. I just, I just don't, I think that's what everyone's expecting, which is why I'm kind of feeling like it's going to be the other way around. I think it's actually going to be more of a shootout than people expect. Um, and I, I, I think the Packers have the upper hand defensively as well. Um, I think they have better corners. I think they play. I think they better. I think they play the clock better. I think Aaron 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 Rodgers is absolutely magnificent. At, and, and and so is Russell Wilson at, at 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 having carrying along carrying along a long drive and finishing those drives. Aaron Rodgers might be the best in the league at that still. Uh, depending on the running game, checking it down to get the or or rushing when he needs to because I know these these guys are very similar in the way they play the game. They're that's, these these two quarterbacks are very similar in the way they play the game. I'm just gonna go with the guy that I've always gone with. I know he's failed me in the past, but I just think I think the Packers are just the better team, uh, and I think they have the better quarterback. I know you think Russell Wilson's better quarterback at this time, which you, it might be true. It might be true at this point as far as the numbers go. Russell Wilson was definitely better this year, um, but I'm I'm going I'm gonna go with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers.
3: Yeah. Uh- me, I'm gonna go a different round on that. Uh, I, I think I'm uh I will not think, but I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Uh,
1: it's a tough place to win, man.
3: It, it it is a tough place to win, but we we've seen Aaron Rodgers play this whole season. He has not been Aaron Rodgers. He it's not the Aaron Rodgers we know. Did you, watch I, huh? Did you watch that Bears game, huh? You watch that it, Bears game? It's the Bears. Yeah. Okay. Just
1: it's the Bears. We, we've we've seen games where Aaron Rodgers absolutely went off. He's actually had his best best year of his best game of his career. Would happen this year. So go ahead. It's I
0: mean, Bears. if you want to bring up the Bears game, they had to survive by a game winning field against the fucking Lions. Yeah, who had yeah. David Blow. As they the always have good games
1: against the Lions, but yeah, was, that was a weird one. That was a weird one. Yeah, yeah we, we, saw, uh, uh, we saw the Arizona, we saw the Arizona Cardinals coming to Seattle and beat them. So yeah. Okay.
0: That's a divisional opponent. That actually yeah, so it's Detroit. They, no, hold on. I so is Detroit I didn't finish. Yeah, a divisional opponent that was playing good football at the end of the season. Yeah. The Cardinals were playing good have, football.
1: They didn't have. They were down two receivers. They they had. They're down to the third string running back.
0: I, I understand that, but the Cardinals okay. won three of their five games this season at the input at the end of the season. Uh,
1: okay, and had a rookie quarterback who was banged up. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, it's the I'm Cardinals.
1: Gonna,
3: <laughs> well, I'm going to stick with the Cardinals. You know. <laughs> uh, no, but but the Seahawks. I, I, yes, they're missing the running game, but. Uh yes, they have uh injured players, injured players, and stuff like that. Uh, but I just think the coaching in this game is going to be a lot, a, a lot more. Or,
1: uh, and that's a fair on, point. That's yeah. a very true A lot point. more because I, I can know, definitely see so, Seattle winning this game for sure.
3: Yeah, so This I, is a tough place to win. Yeah. With, with Aaron, yeah, it's a tough place to win. But Aaron Rodgers, like I said, not playing the football he's been playing. Not, not, not he's not the Aaron Rodgers we've, we
1: we we're used to seeing. I can see him Weekend, cutting. I week can week see him cutting week it week week loose, week, man. Week, uh, yeah. No, he said he said blow up games this year. He said games where he had five touchdown passes, dude, or yeah, five total against touchdowns. Against the Raiders. I mean, he had two rushing and three passing. That yes. that was also like week 3. Yes. No, it wasn't. It was, was week it? 6, I think. So, yeah. so, I mean, that doesn't matter what week it is. Why is that
0: matter? <laughs> Uh, because teams play different as the season goes on.
3: Yeah, yeah. the yeah.
0: Titans were two and four. Cool. four. Are we
1: going to act like Aaron Rodgers was bad this year? That's not. The he case. wasn't he, great this year, was, Trevor. He was not. He, he wasn't, wasn't not great, great, this year. great, but he was still good. He was like Aaron Rodgers. He was not, that's, that's he was not try, a top ten quarterback to in the say. NFL this okay, year. but when, when, when the time comes and he needs to be, I, I'm putting my money uh, on. I, I don't know. Okay.
3: I don't know, I think they've been relying on the running game a lot more this year than they've had in the past because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, finally, and I think he finally has they, good running backs. He's never I, really had good running and backs. I think this year they they've realized or uh, I've realized so far that he's not been the same. So obviously they have to rely on something else if they can't rely on on, yeah. uh, on uh, Rodgers to make to get it done. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Just I mean, the, if punching, I, yeah. the quarterback. I, I think it's. If better they go out there and play like
1: the Packers it. go out there and play like they did against the Chargers, that was the worst game of the Packers all year. That Chargers game was horrible. The Chargers absolutely shut Aaron Rodgers down. It was the most odd game I've seen of Aaron Rodgers maybe ever. Right. I just think that was a matchup nightmare for the Packers. I, it was well, it was just a weird game, honestly. So we have, um, as it
0: stands, I have the Chiefs. Or I'm sorry, the uh, Vikings taking down the Niners. Trevor has the Niners over the Vikings. Eddie, you have the Vikings as well. Um, and then in the second game of the uh, playoffs, you have the um i have the titans over the ravens trevor and eddie both have the ravens yep and then uh sunday's games we all three have the chiefs over the titans or texans and then we have i have the seahawks over the packers along with eddie and trevor has the packers over the seahawks so that's where we currently stand right now let us know who you guys have in the divisional round we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this i think it's gonna be an absolute blast no matter which way the this thing swings man it's just gonna be a lot of fun and i and i really am looking forward to these games starting tomorrow so we're gonna take a quick break actually no we're not because guys the next segment is what is it called i forget what what's the name again hold Hold this l L. it's time to hold this l i want you to do me a favor and hold this l
2: somebody's gotta hold that (laughs) (laughs)
1: let (laughs) him the
0: her i'm talking like caps lock l l l l l l l l l l cool jason hold that
1: out <laughs> good god man hold this gigantic <gasps> veiny oh, <my>. pulsating l. <laughs> man you are one pathetic loser you ignorant bastard. <laughs> wow, that was great oh, hold so, this
2: out
0: Hold This L brought to you by Casey Beard Co. Since 2014, Kansas City Beard Company has been providing you with beard and skincare products handcrafted in Kansas City with 100% organic ingredients. You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Casey Beard Co. And you can follow them and check their website out at
1: kcbeardco.com. Trevor, who is holding the L? My L is going to Kevin Durant. Um, if, you, if you guys didn't hear about the story, you're living under a rock. The guy, once again, at least he's using his real name this time. Um, On Twitter, out here, going down to the level of one Kendrick Perkins. Ex-teammate, but still, it's Kendrick Perkins. Um, Kendrick Perkins, I guess, started the beef on Twitter. And Kevin Durant, you know, being the champ and the all-star and the superstar player that he is, still decides to stoop to the level of these people that are simply pawns. I mean, Kendrick Kendrick Perkins is just a talking head nowadays. Uh, Never was a, a really solid player ever. Decent defender, but that's neither here nor there. Kenneth Perkins obviously opened up the Twitter beef with talking about how KD lost in the second round with Russ when I was there. So what that mean, blah, blah, blah. And then KD decided to go at him and say, yeah, you were our starting center, averaged a whopping two and three uh, that series. You played hard though, champ, LOL. It just just proves once again that Kevin Durant just is a very sensitive guy that has self-confidence issues. And obviously cannot handle controversy and or anyone doubting him. You know, if any, and you, you will never see LeBron in, in beef like this. You'll never see Kobe in beef like this. Uh, uh, you know, for people to just absolutely see. Maybe behind closed doors you'll hear about conversations. Maybe uh, you'll hear hearsay stuff about that, what LeBron says or Kobe says or something in practice smart, you know, shutting a rookie down or something like that, putting him in their place. This is This is Kevin Durant arguably the best player in the NBA having beef with a guy who's no longer in the league and is barely making it by getting on TV here and there on Twitter for everyone to see. And this is the guy that the Nets want to build around. And this is, you know, this is, it's just, it's another level of soft. And the funniest part
0: about it real quick, not to interrupt you. The the funniest part about all of it is that Katie went after him first.
1: Yeah. Like Kendrick didn't even mention him.
0: Right, He he was talking about Russell Westbrook being the best. Thunder player of all time. Obviously, Kendrick knew what he was doing. Yeah, but, of then that, but then that reporter, a troll for that report, a good one, yeah, that reporter tried to push back and say, "Well, you know, KD this." And then Perk goes, "Well, KD opened the door and Russ walked into it." And then KD decided. And he didn't mention him one time. He didn't add him. Yeah. wasn't even trying to like have a discussion. And then, like you just said, like you just said, Trevor, Katie is insensitive and insecure, right. or not insensitive, but super sensitive, sensitive. In- insecure, yeah. and insecure. Two time champ,
1: two time champ, and maybe the best talent in the league. And he's that sensitive, and he feels like he has to go down to that level to defend himself. Burner accounts, why, why, debating with twenty six oh, You're people. that great. There's no reason. If I okay, if there's like, if say, if I'm in his shoes, I, and I'm that great, I know I I've won two championships, and he is the reason the Golden State won those championships when he was there. Let's not get it twisted, even though they could have won without him. Let's not get that twisted either. Yeah. But he's a true champion. Whether we want to, you hate it or not, it's ridiculous. But he was great in those series. It, it made it easier with the I was surroundings. i yeah, for No, no, no. no, sure. Hall of no, no, no. We, we, I don't want to jump into that segment because I can go off on that too. Yeah,
3: what, what makes KD look even worse was it was the night that Russell Westbrook returned right. to OKC, right? The yeah. Hero. yeah, he
1: had to make it about himself, yeah, and yes. it's just it's a. I don't know what it the is, news, man. It's the and the up.
3: best part is
0: he got
1: bodied by Kendrick Perkins yeah, on the debate. Like, absolutely, so talking about it's he made the most soft move in
3: NBA history. It's crazy. It's true though. This took over Russell Westbrook like returning home to OKC and you know like received like a with a welcome and stuff like that yeah, like I, mean, those, I, mean, I mean
1: there's got to be a point in your career after you win multiple championships and you're arguably the best player in the league that you got to get past the small yep. stuff even when people are calling you out by name and even if it's an ex-player who you think is shit yet you're taking your time out to respond to them he was a role player him however, however many points and rebounds he averaged is not the point he and everyone knows whoever watched basketball let alone played with the dude knew kendrick perkins was just a goon he was a guy to go in, he was a Scott Pollard. He was a guy that goes in there and just body checks people and gets in people's heads. He was a Draymond Green. I mean, Draymond Green's is much better. I'm just saying he was a guy that would go in there and get people's heads and stir, you know, cause a ruckus and, and, and open up the advantage and the, get gain momentum for the team. It, it, the whole situation is just hilarious. And it just adds more fuel to the fire of the, the consistent confidence issues that Kevin Durant's had in his career since he's been in the league, really. Um, he's an amazing talent, he's fun to watch but the dude's a snake. He's a coward. And from being real and Kendrick Perkins bodied him on that debate and that, or not even a debate that little bout that they had. Um, so Kevin Durant, once again, buddy, I mean, you, you keep losing these battles on, on, on social media, whether it's you, you using your real name or not. Um, so Kevin Durant, you're going to have to do me a favor, buddy, and go ahead and, uh, hold, hold this L. Out. All right. Eddie, who is holding the L? I guess we're staying with NBA
3: this time. Uh, so my L is going to go to the, uh, Cavaliers coach, John B Uh, So I think it was, uh, on Thursday, he did a, he did like a a video or some kind of, kind of video with, uh, ESPN and talk, when talking about his team and how they, they came up, he, he referred to them as, uh, they're no longer playing as thugs. Yeah. Yeah. And, And he didn't correct himself then, uh, not only, uh, he waited hours after that film and he was told by his, I think assistant or something like that. It's he like, Hey, you realize you said thugs. It was like, Oh, I said thugs. I meant slugs, mm-hmm. you know, like the animal that's super <laughs> yeah. slow. And it's like, there's this a coach that's trying to prove himself in the NBA. Right. And, and he comes out with, with that shit, you know, like, <laughs> pro- like saying thugs to his, to his squad and having to apologize to each individually uh, yeah, and, and trying to see where they like what they thought of that. If, if it was at least it
1: did that though,
3: yeah. I mean, the Cavs
0: have did... been an absolute mess though, because this whole like Kev, Kevin Love getting fined oh, and yeah. shit like yes. that. Yeah, Kevin they,
1: Love's causing a stink like that. It's bad. all
0: the more reason not to take not to steal this from you, Eddie, but no, all the more reason to. why this just further proves LeBron James was the sole reason why that <laughs> yes. franchise was shit it,
3: ever.
1: It's evident, ever. And, so, yeah,
3: and. Yeah, I mean, there's no not much more to add to that <laughs> than, you know, calling your own squad yeah. thugs. And, and John not, Beeline – not, not correcting yourself then, yeah. even though you said the word, and not until later, till somebody tells you, hey, you said thugs.
1: Yeah, man. right. What,
3: like, what, what, like, what were you trying to say? He's like, oh, slugs. And he corrected himself <laughs> on Twitter. Like, come on, now like And, and to he, his def- – not he's, to his defense. He uh, said uh, the general manager had to talk to some players right yeah. after that, get, get, like, you know, like what they thought of that and – Obviously he said he led that night, he said he talked to eight individual players. Yeah. And then he said he was gonna to talk to the rest of the the, the team later. Like I said, but, it's good that he at like, least did that. A lot yeah, of players who've seen that. No, of I, shit. I get it, but he yeah. knew he fucked up and right. because it took off all over the media as soon as he said it. That's yeah. I think that's the only reason he even apologized. True, because, because if yeah. it hadn't blown out of proportion like it did, I, I think he would have just not, like kept it as is. True. But but since the media blew it up and it became a big topic and everybody was talking about it this morning. I, the only, that was the only right thing, him coming out and trying to apologize to each of his uh, players. team players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, I mean, John B. Lynn did have a great career in college, and the Cavs did seek him out, but that was – yeah, there, was there's a, no
3: <laughs> excuse for it. So, so John B. Hold, hold this L.
0: There was a lot of low-hanging fruit this week. Mm-hmm. A lot. And I and I was really debating. I mean, the most obvious of all right now is Booger McFarlane. I mean, I can't believe I can't believe none of us have ever given him an L. I don't, yeah. as bad as he has been. We've he's, bad. he has somehow slipped through the cracks. Like it's so bad. Yeah. Um, you can go with the fact that the Giants fucking hired Joey Judge as their coach as their coach. Like it's that's I can't even I still can't fathom that one. I mean Matt Rule at least was pretty good in college. I mean, but Joey Judge was literally like the fourth ranked Coach on his own staff. Like I, I don't even understand what what the Giants are doing on that one. Um, you know it's bad when Michael Rappaport's calling you out. Um, <laughs> you fuck you. You know like it's just it's yeah. And then you know obviously the Saints, three straight seasons of just absolute shell shocking losses in the playoffs in games they should not have been losing. You know it's just it's just a lot of low hanging fruit like I said. But unfortunately I'm coming for the head of one of my biggest inspirations, a guy that I have listened to and studied. For years now. And he is the absolute best at what he does. And it's Colin Cowherd. Um, as much as I respect this man. The one thing Colin does consistently. Is he gets. He's wrong. And I will admit. I, I will admit that he is. He's really good at also admitting when he's wrong. But he hasn't really been. Uh, so quick to be. Uh, humble in this regard. Because as I recall. And I have the video. And I'm about to play it for you. In September. In September. When the Patriots had Antonio Brown, and they seemed to be rolling, and seemed to be in a place where they're in—you know—they're in a really good stride. These are the these are the actual comments of Colin Cowherd and what he said, and it's it's a couple minutes, so just bear with us. But this is what Colin Cowherd said on his show back in September.
2: Patriots acquire wide receiver Mohamed Sanu from the Falcons. Uh, Belichick knows this defense is special And they're going to go for it Mohamed Sanu is a big rangy wide receiver Can play in or out They tried to draft in the Patriots In 2012 He went to Rutgers You know Belichick loves Rutgers guys High IQ Uh, They're already on Twitter this morning LFG I'll let you figure out what that means Tom Brady returns See you soon Uh, He was a star triple option quarterback Mohamed Sanu is your classic Patriot But there should have been eight And NFL teams last year in fact last this morning there should have been eight AFC teams that watched that game last night 33 nothing Patriots and said oh hell uh oh we gotta add something and we wake up this morning and it's the Patriots who are very good at collecting draft picks and then using them at the perfect time it's the Patriots off a 33 nothing win that adds something folks new England's weapons now Julian Edelman Best slot receiver in the league, number one target, Muhammad Sanu, high IQ, veteran, inner out, big size. You're number two. Two A is Josh Gordon, world class athlete who tends to get hurt occasionally. He currently is, and now Philip Dorsett can be what he's meant to be, a fourth option. Oh yeah, they've got the best coach. Oh, yeah, they've got the best clutch quarterback. Oh, yeah, they'll play all their playoff games outside of the Super Bowl at home. And, oh, yeah, they have the deepest running back set in the National Football League, and all of them seemingly great wide receivers, too. Folks, I'm going to say something, and nobody has heard me say this ever. It's over. The AFC is over. Maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, maybe they can beat New England. The AFC's done The Kansas City Chiefs, really, they couldn't get Jacoby Brissett off the field. They don't do anything well on defense. Last year, they at least got sacks. Now they don't get those. Once Andrew Luck retired with that offensive line and that general manager and coach, the only thing left was Kansas City. And now Mahomes is not and will not be 100% the rest of the year and has no defense and watches more of the game that he plays because of that lack of defense. The AFC is over. Sorry to break your heart. But Andrew Luck and my healthy Mahomes with that defense last year were absolutely threats. Kansas City's defense can't get average quarterbacks off the field, and Jacoby Brissett's a nice kid, but he's not Andrew Luck. If you go look at the key quarterback statistics, he's about the 17th best quarterback in the league. That's with a great coach and a great offensive line. And the other thing New England has going for it, they face the three perceived threats left in the AFC. They face the Texans, they face the Chiefs, and they face the Ravens in the regular season. So they're going to get a look at Lamar Jackson before they'd have to face Lamar Jackson in Foxborough. They'll get a look at Patrick Mahomes playing at 75% before they'd have to face him in nine degrees in Foxborough. So they're going to get a practice round against Lamar Jackson and a practice round. And I'm just here to tell you when new England gets a peak before they have to face you, the big games, you know how it goes. The AFC is over. And it doesn't please me to say that. I know you think I'm a Patriot Homer, but I like competition. I loved watching Peyton Manning and Tom Brady go for it. I grew up on Ali Frazier. I like there being real competition. I've said this. I love college football. I gotta, you got to give me more than Clemson and Alabama. You know, I love college football, but you got to give me something. And again, I'm into dynasties, but I like them to be challenged. I like them to have to go to a game six or a game seven. The AFC is officially over, closed for business. New England. Hi, Patriot fans. Lived amongst you for 10 years. I'll see you down in Miami, February 2nd.
0: Well, I hate to be the one to tell you, Colin Cowherd, that you're going to have to do me a favor and
1: hold this L. Jesus, dude. Like everything he was saying on that entire thing was just wrong. Absolute. I mean, at the time, it, it had legs. It, it just pains me because I love Colin. I, can I love him Colin. the games after he said that, there
0: was like eleven things in that that he was absolutely. Like he oh, said like they get a God. look of those three teams, and all three of those teams beat them. Yeah. And then he talking about yeah, you'll be able to see the Ravens before you see them in Foxborough in the playoffs. It, it's over. Yeah, you're it right. Sure you're is. right, Colin. It
2: is over. It's sure. It's is.
0: over in a way you did not see. So, man. I, I that's love you, buddy. Fun. That's but fun. This is fun. Times. Hope, hope one of these days we can be on a show well, together. But is a
2: hot daughter, it's, it's
0: <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I agree with Evan actually. Um so <laughs> that is that is where First we're going stat. to leave that segment. If you you know, here's the thing: if you guys have L's, hand them out, man. Put it on our put it on the Facebook page, give it to us on on Twitter at the Spoken Pod. Uh, Trevor's at Trev the Spoken. Eddie's at Eddie the Spoken. I'm at Lance the Spoken, man. Like, give us what you guys have. I mean, we're not the only ones that have L's. I'm sure there's people who got L's all week long. So hand them out, man. Hand them out. Like I said, this was a week of L's, man. Like, Katie, that was a great one, Trevor. The fact that you brought up Beeline, I mean, that was a very controversial topic, but I love that you did it. And like I said, man, there was just so many that we could have gave out. I just felt like that was a deserving one because of the the time and the temperature of what has been going on in the NFL, how quickly things change. Like I said, that was only a couple of months ago that Colin put that, and how confident he was. And, and he is a master of his craft. Oh, yeah. So Colin knows what he's talking about a lot of times. That was just – a horrendous take, and he deserves an L. So he's gonna
3: have to hang I man, that hold time, that one for sure. You can kind of see it at that yeah. time.
1: He was trying to get ahead of it though, and try to yeah, call, he, call a shot. Yeah, but yeah, and and nope, grenade. Yeah.
0: So, episode forty six, man, wow. an absolute blast, and I cannot episodes. wait, can absolutely not wait to come, c- come back here next week and talk about what we saw in the divisional round. But what I will say, and I said this last week, and I'll say it again mahomes patrick Levon mahomes Mm. is going to reign supreme and he is going to absolutely dominate these playoffs and once again show you why he is who we think he is in kansas city and the world will remember that the 2018 patrick mahomes was not a mirage it was not a flash in the pan it sure as fuck wasn't a fluke he is coming for that ass he's also coming for that lombardi He's coming for that. He's coming for that Lamar Hunt Trophy first, and he's going to give that to Clark personally. But he's coming for that ass. He's coming for the Lombardi Trophy. Eddie, what do you
3: want to add? I just, just want to give a, a shout out to, to two of my friends that uh, sent me a message during uh, this last week. Uh, apparently, they listened to the show. I haven't talked to them since high school. Oh, thanks, guys. And they just sent me out a message, and uh, it, it was it was pretty cool. So I just want to give them a shout out. Uh, I, I, I like I personally did not know that they follow the show that's awesome They that's, said that they loved it and just keep on doing what we what are their names uh one's margo uh, and the other one's uh juan 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 and margo?
0: margo margo hey man thank you guys so much it means the world to us you guys yes, listen yes. we appreciate everything that all the listeners man like when i go to when we go to chiefs games and people are coming up to me and they're you know saying hold this out like that stuff means the fucking world to us yeah. we don't just yeah. do this so we can hear ourselves talk we do this because it's I a do. blast yeah. well yeah trevor definitely does yes um <laughs> I'm not gonna, go. <laughs> I'm, not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it this week. I'm gonna give you a break this week. I've been hard on you, bro. And so have the guys in your DMs. But um, so we're gonna leave Get it right on. there. Like I said, guys, be ready because the Patrick Mahomes is coming out this Sunday. Let's fucking go. I real, hope y'all ready for it, man, because it's gonna be a highlight show. The Chiefs are gonna absolutely bring it, and I am so excited to be out there with my 70,000 best friends. It's gonna be a blast, kids. I hope y'all ready to see the Chiefs back in the AFC Championship. Get the fucking coming! So, for episode 46 for Trevor Twidwell, mm. for Eddie Ortiz, mm. for Lance Twidwell. I'm mm. we'll speaking in the third person for a second. Mm. This is The Spoken Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening. And until next Friday night,
1: we yeah, out of this, this bitch.